nine rounds of golf for $90? Yep. The Minnesota Golf Passport is back and available now at TomBernardShow.com. As a golf passport card holder, you're entitled to nine 18-hole rounds of golf for just one low price of $90. Supplies are limited, so just go to TomBernardShow.com and type keyword passport. A $300 golf value for just 90 bucks. Now you got it. TomBernardShow.com. Keyword passport. Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. The Tom Bernard Morning Show. Streamed every morning on the Tom Bernard Show app and anytime on demand wherever you get your podcasts. Look at that dramatic intro. What do you think of that action, man? I don't know about you guys, but I, I, I can flip a table right now. Yeah, you're worked up. Yeah, absolutely. As you can hear in my voice. There's no question super about it. Up. <laughs> I'm very worked up, ladies and gentlemen. That's all there is to it. Uh, probably should check in on the weather here, see what the hell's going on with that. Uh, Tuesday, February, oh God, it's February 20th, it's March 1st tomorrow. Mm-hmm. My God. Uh, in any case, today, sunny, increasing clouds and flurry, or a sprinkle late, a high of 36, though, today, that's good. Mm. Tonight, snow arriving around 9 p.m., a period of snow overnight, 1 to 3 inches likely by 7 a.m., a low of only 30, though, so that's good. Wednesday morning, another inch of snow ending around midday with a high of 34. Thursday, 30. Friday, 34. Saturday, 37. Sunday, 38. And Monday, 38. So, my God, we'll be in the 30s from now for the rest of the week. I didn't see that coming. Yeah. Yeah, I'll take it. I think it's less than two weeks to daylight savings time. Is it really? Yeah, yeah. God, time is flying by. Thank God. I can't do it anymore. It's too dark. It's too dismal. Oh, well, that's true. Just miserable yesterday. I got home, and it was just like my daughter and I just sat and stared at each other. I'm like, what do you want to do? She's like, I don't know. Can we just watch reruns of Young Sheldon? I'm like, perfect. Daddy's going to go get a glass of wine and drink in the basement for 10 minutes. Yep. It's awful. I'm so tired of it. I know. And February 28th is about the, okay, that's good. Yeah, we're ready. Yeah. We're ready to spring forward. And, of course, everywhere else in America, like, oh, spring's finally here. Yeah, right. No, no. Minnesota. And also, yeah, <clears throat> don't emotionally get attached to the idea that spring is here because we do have oh, yeah. fake spring and then eventually real spring. Yeah. If you are going to be on the roads this morning in Minneapolis, Woodbury, you got one vehicle on the right shoulder. It spun out, uh, looks like, just around Lake Drive. And then in St. Paul, 94 eastbound, one crash uh, on the east side of town in downtown Minneapolis, just south, 35W northbound around Lake Street, uh, one crash involving two vehicles. Thanks. Magnificent. Uh, I want to say thank you to everybody who showed up last night. We had over 70 people at Park Tavern. Yeah, it was so fun. Well, that's still St. Louis Park there, isn't it? Yeah, I absolutely so. it I is. Would, I would imagine. You know. But yeah, we were at Park Tavern last night. Bill, I never. I saw Bilski for like two seconds. And My, he talked to everybody but me. Yeah, I, I chatted him up. My brother chatted him up quite a bit. Um, they both were curmudgeon about something. Um, about the networks and how to watch baseball, and that's when... Well, I'm right there with them, because I <laughs> would love to watch baseball, but it, I paid for it, but you can't have it. Like, what? Between that and them trying to figure out basketball, I was like, you guys are all giving me headaches, because they're like, well, then you got to turn here, and then, and then. I'm like, 
<sighs> I know. It just see, here's the deal. I send you money and then you let me watch baseball. Mm-hmm. What a shock. Yeah. Vasectomy's on the rise in the next couple of weeks, only because the NCAA tournament's coming up. So a lot of vasectomies during that. Yeah, it's because guys just want to sit around and do nothing and uh, just watch ba- uh, just watch basketball. I got mine done uh, about two days before it started. Afterwards, I felt great. I was like, I should have just done this like whenever, man. You Why did I wait it out? A little vasectomy deal. Yeah. Are you guys awake for it? Right? Like they. Yeah. 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 And the guy who did it, his name was Doctor Pleasant. Dr. Pleasant. What better guy do you want giving you a vasectomy than a guy named Dr. Pleasant? Yeah, you know? anything over the top nice would have been too much. Yeah. And then um, how long does it take all in all? I don't know. I was in the room for 20 minutes, half hour. Dang. That's it. Yeah, it's not long. Dunskis. Yeah. Although smelling your own flesh burning is weird. It's a little strange. Is that yeah. like the only... Oh, yeah. And they numb the whole area, right? And then they do it? Yeah. Or, yeah. yeah. I just sat and talked Nirvana with that guy. He's a big uh, alternative grunge fan. Did you, f- you did you feel really obligated to talk? Yeah, absolutely. Because it's just you and the doctor in the room for a half hour. So at some point, you guys got to break the silence a little bit. I feel like every time I get a pap smear, I feel very obligated to talk. Yeah, just anything. You're like, <laughs> you see Sesame Street on Ice is coming to town? Just but- anything, please. Let's break this awkwardness. <laughs> Can I talk to other women? And they're like, no, silence mm-hmm. is best. Yeah. And I just can't. Yeah. Oh, good talk. I imagine so. But yeah, that's the only downside for me was the smoke and the smell of burning meat. I could imagine. That's weird. Not great. No. Yeah, not right. I mean, doesn't it hurt or anything like that? I don't remember it hurting. Did it hurt? Because I don't remember it hurting. Not at all. No, I, 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 I so. just you hang out. The only thing is, like, they have to come in with an extra nurse, and they have to numb it. So there are two people in the room right yes. away, and then yep. after that, there's, yeah. The only awkward part is when you have to go back in for the test. That's the awkward part. Oh, yeah. they yeah. got to count, make sure everything yeah. is. Yeah, make sure it, it, it everything's took. Everything's dead, so. Yeah. No. So. Um, it, it's interesting, too, because Rudy... You did you have a partner at the time, or did you just say I'm ready to do this? Yeah, my daughter got sick when she was about nine months old. We were in and out of Children's Hospital, and I'm like, oh. I'm not rolling the dice anymore, man. It was too hard. I just, oh. luckily, she's 14 now. Everything's, Everything's fine. Good. You know, when we finally figured it out, the doctor said by the time she's 12, she will have grown out of this. So once we figured out that she was going to be okay, then it was like, all right. Now, Still, that's a lot at that age because that's how <sighs> GoGo is now. I can't even imagine adding that stressor to. I mean, yeah, I would just much rather just get a dog from here on out. It's, and then, Tom, can I ask you? Was it like a formal thing? Catherine was like, "It's time," or were you like, "It's time," or was it? Because I know a lot of like Justin's friends now they're at an age where they're kind of all getting it. Or was it like a formal decision? Or yeah, we kind of decided that, and we got lucky to have you know one boy and one girl because yeah. you know it's like you replace yourself. But yeah, we decided from the very beginning that we would replace her and we'd replace me, and that's good. And the, you know, getting too hippy dippy here, but it was like we're even with the planet. When we leave, they'll only be we'll be replaced by one person, not yeah. fifteen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But no, it was it was always understood that. Uh, you know, that we we're going to have two kids, and that would be it. So after Alex was born, little Tweety was born. Uh, I went and had it, and it, was, not, it was, was really not that big a deal, actually, to tell you the truth. That's so interesting. Mm-hmm. But I was very glad that both of them came to the Park Tavern last night. That was I, nice to see them. No, Ah, your kiddo, your... Sage gives me the best hugs in the world. Sagey. He gives these, like, running starts, like, you know, like, oh, rev yeah. himself up, oh, little yeah. hugs, and I'm just like... I could die. He's so sweet. I, I think I've met him. That's your grandson, right? Yeah. Sage? Okay, yeah. right on. That's awesome. Yeah, to Sage and Sage and Ethan, that's Ethan is Andy's son. 
and he was the little boy, one one year old, running around with his hands up in the air so people would pick him up. Yeah. <laughs> it was hilarious. You might want to get that out of him. Yeah, <laughs> so you, yeah, you know, take him to a yeah. park and just be like, "Are you my daddy?" No, no, no. Listen, your dad's uh, over there. <laughs> no, that's very, very true, no doubt about it. But yeah, I, let me get back to that for one second because it's like yeah. this park tavern thing was so nice. The people did a great job. It was a good room. Everybody showed up. Like I said, there were over seventy people there, and everybody was very pleasant. I got to tell you, I. When I was a young man, you get 70 people together with alcohol, there's no way it was going to be peaceful the whole night. Yeah. Not a chance. Yeah. But it was. It was great. Everybody was very, very nice. And a lot of people from the radio station showed up. A lot of advertisers showed up at it. Uh, everybody from the show was there. Yeah. So, yeah, it was great. I yeah. thought it went very, very well. It was really fun. And then my uh, my nephew on my wife's side, Trace Brandt, mm-hmm. threw me a little, uh, little party last night afterwards. So I, I got home at 10, so that was good. That's fun. No, it was really nice. It was a really nice day. Aww. No doubt about it. It all worked out in the end, and everything's cool. And uh, I just, I, you know, I don't, I don't know if I want to talk about this on the air or not. But they were telling me how many downloads we got of the app the first day. Did you, everybody tell you that? No, nobody tells me. Thousands anything. of them. Yeah. I got, oh, you I, knew that? I, I have the numbers in front of me, Britt. We can sit down after the show, and I'll show you. It's, it's quite a lot. They're very impressed with what is going on with this program really? right now. Yeah. yeah. See, nobody tells me that. I'll show you, but not Tom. He's out <laughs> of the It's mix. a need-to-know basis, man. That's all it is. <laughs> yeah, that's I don't right. even yeah. need to know. Yeah. Like, oh. Here's the thing. When they start coming to you and talking about it, that's when you have the problem. Yeah. Yeah. If they don't want to talk to you about it, things are good. So, yeah. yeah. Well, that's true. Yeah. But, yeah, I keep running to people. And it's because of the billboards. There's no doubt about it that people know what I look like now because I've been hiding for years. But, which is fine. Believe me, meeting it all changes. you people. It changes your day to day. You want to let me finish? Here? I'm sorry, but I was, I, I was trying to give when you an is excuse. Day ever gonna come? I didn't want to make it sound like you were complaining. <laughs> I'm not complaining. I no. know, and that's what I'm saying. It does change your day to day, though, when people recognize you. Oh, yeah, you. there's no doubt about that's that. That's what I was trying to say is that you're not complaining, but keep going. I'm sorry. No, I'm going to complain now just because mm, you did that. Complain now because she knows what I look like. Yes, well, it shocked the hell out of the out of Sage and Fawn. Because they were driving down seven, it's like, what is that? Oh, I can't imagine. They saw a billboard, and they're like, what is that all about? And then they go about a half mile longer, and on the other side of the road is a picture of their aunt on the other side. He's one of one of Dan's relatives. I can't remember who she works for, but she's on a billboard. They just think that their family members are on billboards. I guess that's what they must think now. But I wonder. It all do they know that you are, I mean, they know you're on the radio because they've heard you on the radio. Yeah, yeah. Do they know that you are like a, like I hate to use the word famous person, but like that you are, or yeah, like. I guess. You think they do? People know who I am. Rather than famous, we just people know who you are, I suppose is a better way to put it. But yeah, they're, it's just, it's always been that way. So they just whatever. Ass- they just assume that's normal, that grandpas are yeah. on. Yeah, they kind of at first assumed that when they went to a friend's house, like, well, like, is your dad on the radio? And uh, yeah, it's it's a weird existence. There's no, I suppose growing, imagine growing up being the the son or the daughter of a famous actor who everybody knows everywhere they go. That's got to be tough on that kid, I would imagine. I talked to Alex about it. You know, her and I have gone on many a runs, and you know, we'll talk about everything. And I ask her, you know, were there times? And she goes, there was some weird times. She goes, I found out early just because, like, she grew up in Minnesota here. Yeah. And like you, you said, you're well known. Is that she's like, I found out early that it was people's parents would get very excitable about it, so I just wouldn't bring it up. <laughs> 
I was like, you know, you could see where well, she, nice. you know, you could see where she's coming from at a young yeah. age. You don't yeah. want to be a standout in any way. You don't want a weird haircut. You don't want anything. And so it was like that. And did you speak at her school once? Yes. Yes. She said yeah, that. Did. That was. That was she was very everyone was very excited in that one when she yeah, started. Yeah, they were very nice. She started making that turning point of like, okay, this is now I'm less like. Well, it's got to be weird. It's got to be weird. I mean, to be the child of somebody internationally known has got to be really weird. You got nowhere to go. Nowhere to go. I mean, it's not saying that when people come up, I love it when people come up to me on the street and say, hey, listen, to show every day, thanks a lot, blah blah blah. Uh, you know that I love that stuff. Don't get me wrong. It, it's you know. When you become, you get to that point where you're so famous that you never get a break, which we, you know, we're not going to do that in radio. It's no. going to be like movie stars and people like that. That's got to be a bitch of an existence, I would imagine. I would hate it. I would hate it because it's somebody who likes to look like, you know, disheveled often. Like, yeah. I would hate the idea that every time I go out, is she pregnant? Is she, <laughs> is she, where, what walk of shame is she going on? Mm-hmm. Like, no, I'm just grabbing the mail. I'm just a garbage person like yeah. you're a garbage person yes that's actually what my daughter tells everybody i am a garbage person she's like no well, why oh, yeah. does your, your dad go to bed early and then get up so or why does your dad go to bed early to get up early he's a garbage man was she always embarrassed of you because nobody wants to be like my dad was she always kind of embarrassed or was this a new thing because she's just a teenager yeah, lately? now she's 14 and her friends have found like my stand-up clips oh god and then they start sharing them oh yeah because yeah, that's yeah. the that's the hardest part is like when 14 year old boys see their friend's dad like you know talking about titties they kind of lose their minds a little bit oh, and then sure. and then she gets embarrassed by that the only other time is when she was like nine or ten we were at a target mm-hmm. and this woman had recognized me and was like hey we listen to the show every single morning do you mind can we get a picture and i'm like absolutely not a problem so i'm like kinley here why don't you take the photo and my daughter's like are you sure you want a picture with this guy the guy who cooks eggs in his underwear <laughs> the guy who's just like you that guy the guy who just like stinks up the bathroom you want a picture with that guy i'm like could you shut your goddamn mouth and just take the goddamn picture that's See? such a funny thing to me i think that is so wild thinking about both your guys's kids of like realizing of all that stuff that's yeah, it's just, a different deal it mm-hmm. totally is well you'll be going through it i mean yeah it's just hard to imagine at all i can't even fathom it i literally can't You'll be fine. Don't worry about a thing. Will you hold my hand during I will. Purpose? <laughs> I have to ask you a question. Yeah. Do you know who Jamie Kale is? Mm-mm. It's a swimmer, U.S. star swimmer. That's why, because your cousin is such a big shot in that yeah. arena. So you don't know who Jamie Kale is, though? No. He died at 42. Male? I don't know if it's a man or a woman. I just saw the headline scrolling down. The death of a former U.S. swimming star is being investigated in the U.S. Virgin Islands. Jamie Kale 42 was a competitive swimmer in her youth as a woman, obviously, in her youth and won a gold medal at a member of a U. Oh, I shouldn't say that. It's a woman, obviously. Well, how do you know? The woke will come after me for saying something like that. I was going to say, she went by Jimmy Kale beforehand. Yeah. Yeah, don't go go too deep. Yeah. Indeed. A member of the U.S. Relay Team 1997's Pan Pacific Championships found dead in her St. John home just uh, after midnight on February 21st, found dead by her boyfriend, the unnamed boyfriend left the local bar shortly before that time and returned to their home to check on her. He found her unresponsive on the floor. Um, doesn't really say she was pronounced dead. They tried CPR. That didn't work. Um, we can find that. It said she succumbed to her ailment. Um, hmm. It says no further information on Kale's cause of death has been released. Local police said simply that she'd succumbed to her ailment. Weird. But Go nobody ahead. knows anything about an ailment. Yeah. Let me see if I can find it. God, that's weird. 41. 
Yeah, 42. Or 42, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah I, I've i never heard of her. I'm, And she said, yeah, that's a very weird wording of her death. Yeah, she succumbed to her ailment, but they don't tell you what the ailment was. That's pretty bizarre. That's very odd. Indeed. Yeah. Uh, beautiful woman, though. My oh, really? goodness, strikingly beautiful, yeah. Um, I, I didn't see the... Yeah, there's no picture of her on this, on this story. Yeah. That's weird. Hmm. That, that would be awful to have to walk in and find somebody on the floor. My, oh, my, Jesus. My, yeah, my grandmother found my grandfather, uh, you know, and it was just, oh, I couldn't imagine that. I remember going to her house the next day, and she was talking about it, and it was just like, Grammy, I know we're all going through something traumatic, but you got to oh, stop bringing it up to the rest of us because you're bringing us. Just don't paint the picture right now, Grandma. She's <laughs> like, like, I need to talk <laughs> yeah, about it. Yes. Like, let's not. Oh, this is hard enough. She probably yeah. did need to talk I about know. it. I suppose. I, mm-hmm. Man, that's a tough road to hoe. See, I'm lucky. We don't find anybody dead because they always throw them off buildings and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. we get a call about a dead relative. So that, oh, they scraped them off the pavement. We're good to go. I had, okay, first off, that's very traumatizing, and I'm, like, not even acknowledging it because it's just a little too much. If you notice, I was like, I don't really know how to acknowledge that. Tell them another one. Your relatives got murdered. What do you think? By the way, somebody messaged me about your relative who they had to buy a short coffin for. And then I said, I said, I went on a run, and I literally could not stop thinking about it. And I was like, this guy is ruining my brain. Well, there's no question. Um, but one of the sponsors I talked to last night, and they're very talented, very smart, was telling me that they often have to go in after when there's a death or something like oh, that. Oh, yeah. He had some of the most interesting stories I've ever oh, heard. I, bet. I was like, um, I could sit here all day. It was wild. Like, you don't, I don't, I think anytime you go into anybody's homes, you're going to have the craziest stories ever, you know? Biggest one I ever heard, and they said, oh, you God. don't ever, ever want to go through this. It's the worst thing that could happen. This old lady hadn't been around her house, hadn't been out of her house, hadn't been seen for about a week, so they had to go in there. Um, she was dead, but she also had like 50 or 60 cats. <gasps> yeah. Oh. What were they doing after a couple of days when the chow ran out? Uh, we had a, yeah, we had a relative like about 18 months ago. Like nobody had heard from her for four days, and somebody went to the oh. house and then found her with the cat. <laughs> At the same time, it ain't pretty. I love my animals so much that if I do die and they, that's the only thing they can eat. Go for it. Yeah, what's the difference? You don't know. You're no, dead. it's true. Yeah, it's like, true. You know, I don't want Jude to be hungry. Like, you know, no. like let him no. eat me if I'm watching him and I die. Okay, so we got to take a break here. But in this break, here's why we didn't cover a lot of news. Uh, Tom Sizemore's dying. Uh, the uh, the swimmer's dead. Mm-hmm. Manson family member Linda Casabian, Casabian, excuse me, uh, Linda Casabian, Manson family. She's dead. She died mm-hmm. at 73. I look. I'm looking at the news right now, just the headlines. There's not one bit of good news to tell you. I hope Kristen. It's hilarious. I hope Kristen, when she's up next, will give us some good news. She might. We'll see. Yeah, she's on seven thirty-five. Just ten minutes, fifteen minutes from now. I know. You'll be all excited. I, I am. We shall take a break, ladies and gentlemen. We'll be right back in a couple of minutes. We will be talking to uh, Kristen Burt. And again, thank you to everybody who came last night. It was such a great time, and, and the Park Tavern did a wonderful job. Great stories, the whole shooting match. Be right back, right after this. Tom Bernard. When you need someone to listen, 
a lawyer you know and trust. If you've never been in an auto accident, it's hard to know what to expect from the insurance adjuster. Here are some tips. One, if they talk to you about whether or not you should hire a lawyer, it's a good sign that you probably should. Two, it's illegal for them to give you any legal advice. They aren't lawyers and they aren't licensed to practice law. Three, if they tell you that everyone involved in the accident is at fault, they're wrong. This comes from the belief that you're at fault for just being on the road. That's nonsense and not supported by any law. Finally, remember that friendly adjusters are often just gaining information. They want you to do most of the talking so they can file their report. I'm Mike Bryant from Bradshaw and Bryant. I hope you're never injured in a collision. But if you are, don't sign anything until you've talked to us. Find Bradshaw and Bryant, personal injury attorneys at minnesotapersonalinjury.com. Seeking justice for the injured. Bradshaw and Bryant. Tom here. Why should your business work with my friends at North American Banking Company? Here's Minnesota hockey legend Winnie Brown of OS Hockey. North American Banking Company has really allowed our business to grow over the years because whenever we have a question, we have the convenience of being able to walk in or we know exactly who to call to get things done. To learn more about North American Banking Company, go to nabanco.com. That's nabanco.com. Or visit any one of their Twin Cities locations. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. Now that Tommy B has entered the 21st century. Tom has always said digital is the future. The guy's been podcasting for almost 11 years. Tom, Brittany, and Rudy want you to listen to the new show every morning. So here's how to do that. You got here. Maybe you're listening to the Tom Bernard stream now. Wow, there's got to be a better way to say that. Now that you're here, you can listen to us every morning from 6 to 10. But the easiest way to listen is to download the Tom Bernard Show app. It's this easy. Go to your app store, search Tom Bernard Show, download it, open it, push play. That's it. And through March 20th, you can get entered to win $1,000 on the app just by opening the app each day. It's that easy. The Tom Bernard Show app. It's free and it's in your app store. The Tom Bernard Show app. Download it now. What do you mean he went searching for fresher powder? We have full classes today. Instructor down at Vesper Ski School. Toward each other to snowplow, honey, not away. She needs more ski instructors to slalom through the day-to-day. Pizza? Fries? Whoa, Braley, no. Pizza, pizza. Indeed can help her hire great people fast. I need Indeed. Indeed you do. We instantly connect you with quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description. Visit Indeed.com slash credit and get $75 towards your first sponsored job. Terms and conditions apply. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show Podcast. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. Kristen Burt coming up in about 15 minutes. Well, about 13 minutes, actually, I guess. Somewhere in there. Um, Brittany Average. And I'm not going to identify anyone or anything, but... There's this place that all three of us uh, worked at back in the day. I mm-hmm. can't remember if it was a Dairy Queen or a Burger King yep. or what it was, but sounds about right. Selling spots for two hundred bucks a pop. When we were there, it was four grand. I just love that. Oh, it's God. like really. Oh, the oh. mighty of fall. Oh God. <laughs> I I love poking the bear. That's you one of my, sure I, I do. do. I just love poking the bear. Nice decision, you dumb bastards. Anyway, moving forward. Anyways. I'm in a good mood now. You guys put me in a good mood. That was a mistake. Because when I'm in a good mood, I get really, really nasty. 
What kind of like I'm in a great mood. I'm yeah. gonna do you harm. How, that's the least human response I've ever heard. I'm so it happy I'm coming right. for your family. <laughs> yeah, welcome to the sociopath morning show. My exactly. God. A sociopath yeah. all the way. No question about it, ladies and gentlemen. Uh yeah, Tom saw I gotta read this because I was a fan of his uh his, Played a lot of gangster movies, that kind of deal. Tom Sizemore, end-of-life decision looms after doctors say there's no further hope. He had a stroke. You guys like Tom Sizemore? Yeah. Oh, such a fan. I've loved him yeah. for so long, especially yep. Saving Private Ryan. Oh, ah. yeah. Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. What the hell was the—he the, um, was in Saving Private Ryan. I was trying to think of the— uh, Born on the Fourth of July, sure. Black oh. Hawk Down, what Natural Born Killers. One of my favorite movies of all time. I can't Heat? think of the name of the damn thing. No, it's it's the one with uh, Dennis Hopper's in it. They kill him in a trailer. Christopher Walken. Oh, that sounds so familiar. I'll what look it the up. hell is the name of that movie? I love that movie, and I can't think of the name of it. Mm. If you've never seen it, you got to watch it. It's you if you like Sizemore because he's in it too. If you like Sizemore, you would love that movie. It's uh, it was uh, James Gandolfini's first movie, I believe. Not terms and conditions. No, no, not it starts with a T though. I think I can't remember. It was uh, who you got the two Scott? Was it? Tom Scott, was he one of the Scott brothers, the producers of movies? Was one of, Is that his name? I don't know. If somebody knows, Colin. What the hell's the name of that movie? I love it. It's uh, Christian Slater's in it. He stars in it with Patricia Arquette. Why is it I can remember everybody's name in the I damn know, movie? I know. I'm like but shocked. The Did you the write the movie? Like, Jesus. True romance. True romance. There you go. Very, I knew it started with a T. As soon as it said Christian Slater, I was like, I think I know what you're talking about. I swear to God, about three more births, and I'm going to be going, I want some bread. <laughs> you know, you knew far God. too much. You were hitting everything. Like at that point, that's me and Rudy failing you because you hit. No, because like, I couldn't remember the name of the damn movie. You literally were like, and it was the, the you know, uh, screenplay was written by Bloody, like, holy bucket. I don't know. It was 1993. I was watching shit movies like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles sure. and American Pie. So this isn't on us. <laughs> that was 30 years ago. Can you imagine? Oh, yeah. God, I hate life. Crazy, right? And look at this cast, though Brad Pitt, Patricia Arquette. Val Kilmer, Gary Oldman, Christian Slater, yeah. Dennis Hopper, Christopher Walken, James Gandolfini, Chris Penn, Bronson Pinchot. What? I know. Oh, what? he's great in can it, I, actually. Can I read the little like sentence they have for oh, it? They're, sure. they're excited now. I in, like it. In Detroit, a lonely pop culture geek marries a call girl, steals cocaine from her pimp, <laughs> and tries to sell it in Hollywood. Meanwhile, the owners of the cocaine, the mob, track them down in an attempt to reclaim it. Like, this sounds amazing. Yeah. Uh, and I just looked up the Rotten Tomatoes score. Do you guys want to take a guess at what it is? I've got to go 92. Okay. Uh, 75. Ooh, Tom, almost right on. 93 with both the critics <sighs> and the people. I yeah. love that movie. What's his name when he play, he plays the pimp? He's a white guy who tr tries to pretend he's black. <laughs> what? The, you guys oh, have never Mi seen this Michael movie? Michael Rappaport. Wasn't Michael was Rappaport? No, okay. no. no. He, I think he was in it, though. Yeah, he was, yeah. And so was uh, Brad Samuel Pitt L. Jackson was in it. Was in it. Samuel L. Jackson was in it. He didn't last very long in it, I will tell you that. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Hey, you've never seen the movie? No! Oh, we should You got. We should have you guys over and watch it on I the mean... big screen. It is a phenomenal movie. But what's so great is that uh, who the hell ever plays in the, 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 the pimp who, and drug dealer who thinks he's going to fool everybody by trying to pretend to be black, which he's not, and he's got a scar over his right eye, so one of his eyes isn't working too well. He's got fake teeth, most of them made out of diamonds. Oh my God! And he's looking at looking at Christian Slater, and he goes, "You know, I've been clocking you, and you ain't clocking me. 
You're clocking everything but me. Now, look, man, there's a TV on right over there. And I know I'm pretty, but I ain't as pretty as a pair of titties. <laughs> That's a lot of dialogue for you to remember to have not remembered the name of the film. I have seen that movie about 7,000 times. I love that movie. Oh, my God. It's we should study you. That was wild. Another I mean, great line? Yes, give it to us. Uh, you got uh, uh, Dennis Hopper. Mm-hmm. Is he, he's like the father of one of these, the security guard or whatever. No, we'll never right. know. And Christopher Walken comes in and he's a member of the mob and he's looking for Christian Slater. And he walks up and he goes, You know, you got me in vendetta kind of mood. And I got to be honest with you, you don't come forward. I'm going to do some damage you won't walk away from. I was like, whoa. Oh, that was such a good impression. Like, I feel that like great, uh, I'm not mad at it. I got goosebumps. I'm like, who knew True Romance? That is now oh, God, moved it's a up. Great movie. I'll figure Tony, out. Tony Scott, that's who it was. Hmm, okay. Tony Scott, and then he jumped off a bridge and killed himself. A nice Ooh, touch. All right. Well, that's a button on that story. All right. <laughs> that, yeah. locks, that locks her right up. I swear to God, man, you got. We got to watch that movie together because you guys would love that movie. Yeah, what a cast! My goodness. Oh, the ca- it's just nonstop too. Yeah, nonstop hmm. greatness, no question about it. It's called True Romance. If you get a chance, it's thirty years old. Yeah, man, that Christian Jeez. Slater, that early '90s, Gleaming the Cube. Uh, oh yeah, this movie, Heather's, all that stuff is yep. so good. Yeah, he's terrific. Yeah, he's absolutely terrific. So, unfortunately, Tom Sizemore is in that movie as well, but he is no longer... Well, he's with us right now, but I guess it ain't going to be... Maybe as the clock is ticking, it's not going to be much longer. I always, I always liked his, his work, you know? Yeah. I thought he was terrific. And then he had a brother, too, that... Um, what the hell was his brother's name again? Yeah, I'll figure it out later. North Minneapolis author writes children's book on grief. Oh, that's is this a? Am I going to tear up reading this? I don't know. This I'm is very, your fault. Very emotional this week. Since 1992, author Layman Riley has uh, written multicultural historical fiction for young people. He started with books on Dr. King and Harriet Tubman. Then he wrote about the Navajo Code Talkers. Is it? I have never seen. Was it? Isn't it called? The movie's called <clears throat> Talkers. I think. I think so. Oh, yeah. I heard it's phenomenal. I did too i got to watch that. I've never seen it. I wrote about the Navajo Code Talkers and Babe Diedrichson. Eventually, topics expanded to include heart health, mental health, and bullying. In every book, Riley has included his grandfather, Papa Lemon, or could be Papa Lemon, I suppose, as a character. My grandfather is the wise neighbor, grand, neighborhood grandfather with all the history questions. With this magical train that allows kids to go back and revisit different leaders and events in history, Papa Lemon passed away after a successful career in the railroad industry. He was born in 1896, had his own land in Mississippi over 200 acres. He had such an impact on my life. Riley's newest book features another family member, his daughter, Tiana Elizabeth. She joked a lot when we had fun, Riley said. She would always go into her mom's closet and find something out of her closet. But he never imagined that his daughter's story would be a story of grief. The adventures of Papa Lemon's Little Wanders, Losing Lizzie. Oh, I knew it. See, I told you I'd tear up. I saw it coming. I didn't know it. Oh, man. Oh, that's terrible. A story of grief is in honor of his daughter who died in 2020 at only 23 years old. 
Okay, that's enough reading that story. I know. Thanks a lot for that, there. I did you not. Know. I just thought it was so... Brittany. I don't even want... I read how she died, too. Tom, oh. why don't you read this story about a young lady dying? Yeah, thanks. Yeah, no problem. That is so sad. And I got to believe, because writers are not the dumbest people in the world. No. Obviously. Well, if they're good writers, I suppose. Stupid bastards can write stuff, too, but... <laughs> But how he feels it. Because I think in order to be a great writer, you have to feel most of what you're writing. Yeah. You think that's true? Yeah. You have to I, kind of feel it in your chest or something. Yeah, absolutely. It, it even, good. even with stand-up. Like, yeah, if, oh, if, yeah. If you're not up there actually feeling the words that are coming out of yep. your mouth, why would anybody want to watch that? It, it, why would anybody want to read something that you not you yourself are not invested in? I couldn't yeah. agree more. Yeah. You know, maybe there's some therapeutic aspect of it. It's like, Yeah, I'm sure. Because... It has to be. I mean, otherwise, you're just reopening something. So maybe there is something healing about him having that. Yeah, that's. you're probably right about that. I mean, a couple of years ago when I lost my youngest brother, that's, I mean, that's not even your own child. It doesn't matter. My, but it doesn't matter. Does I, My brother and my sister are my best friends. Yeah. I, I was realizing how sad that is. At some point, I was like, are my family my best friends? They should be. And they are, but I, I can't imagine not being able... Like, I'm sure we've talked about this before, but, like, those moments where you think of calling your brother and then remembering, like, I can't call him. Oh, I just, that happened to me last week. It's like, God, I got to get a hold of Troy. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And, of course, Sid Hartman died two days later. So Chad Hartman, I talk about the fact I lose my brother. Two days later, he loses his dad. It's like, Chad, how are we doing? Not great. Not great. One was 100, and that wasn't Troy. Did you get to know Troy very well? I I knew him. I sat yeah, near him uh, at Alex's wedding. And oh, you did? So fun. He was a very, very funny guy. God damn, he was funny. He was hilarious. Remember one time he had a few too many at a party once and the guy started threatening him? <laughs> Troy made a fist with his right hand, held it up, and then kissed his fist. <laughs> 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 Can we do that? Yeah, that's like, exactly what he did. It's so funny. <laughs> I'm gonna knock your ass out. Kisses his kisses fist. like <laughs> it's such a deranged power it move. Grew. Oh yeah. Like <laughs> that's gonna be my go-to now. I want to like get. I have to like now go it. get into fights just to like. I call this the Troy. <laughs> one more Troy story. I'm sorry, but no, I love. I it. loved my brother. We're playing golf one time. Just Troy and I are playing golf, and the cart woman, the woman on the beverage cart. Mm-hmm. Very, very attractive young woman. And she came by like every second hole she'd come by and ask if we want something. I'm like, Troy, I think that she uh, is kind of fond of you. I mean, she keeps coming back every 20 minutes, something like that. So we're on the 18th hole. God, I laughed so hard I thought I was going to die. We're on the 18th hole, and there she is again. So I was just going to check with you one more time, see if you want anything. So... uh you know, if you need anything, want anything, or whatever, just let me know. And Troy said, can I ask you a question? And she goes, yeah, what? And he goes, are you uh, hanging around so much here? Are you kind of like wanting to go out with me or something? And she goes, well, yeah, I mean, to be totally honest, I guess that's why, you know, I, would you have any interest in going out sometime? And just to be a smart ass, Troy goes, yeah, well, get in line, sister. Oh, my God. <laughs> She is so vulnerable. I'm vulnerable as <laughs> like hell. raw as all heck. She's get in line, sister. Gorgeous young woman, great personality, nicest person. Yeah, get in line, sister. That's hilarious. <laughs> I don't know if they ever went out or not. I don't know if they did or not. But I mean, if she she needs therapy if she's still pursued after that. That's hilarious. Well, there is that. That's very very true. But that's so funny. I could see it. Ladies and gentlemen. 
talking about women that hit on men constantly. Mm. Here's Kristen Burt. Is that how we're doing this? Oh, wait a minute. She's not up. What are there, you doing? Right, well, I brought there? you guys lots of drama. What you are you making bets? Oh. What the hell you got going on in there? Kristen just said she brought us a lot of drama. Can oh, you brought, hear me? Oh, now we, we can, can hear you now. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Apparently, I was like, he's placing bets. I brought bets you for lots of drama this morning. We love it. All right. So, um, was just thinking, because I, I know a few of you are probably watching Yellowstone. Have you been following what's happening with Kevin Costner? No. Okay. So for anyone who's been watching Yellowstone, Kevin Costner behind the scenes has kind of been allegedly a pain in the butt. Um, They're trying to finish off some of the scenes for the second half of season five. And unfortunately he's giving them very limited window dates to shoot. And so what was supposed to start season six in the fall is actually gonna be when they start the second half of season five. So everyone's going to get delayed a little bit. Mm-hmm. But it looks like the way things are going with contract negotiations for season six, it looks like Yellowstone will be ending with season five. Oh, so not Kevin Costner wants $1.5 million an episode. He's currently making $1.2 million. Um, and it's kind of become a struggle bus. So there's a rumor that they're going to take like some of the characters from the Yellowstone series and shoot it off to um, a spinoff starring Matthew McConaughey. Ooh, well, that's not a bad idea. How do we feel about this? I got no problem with that. I like them both, actually. Have you um, interviewed Kevin before? Yeah, oh, many Tom? times. Yeah, really good guy. Yeah, but behind the scenes, he's a little bit difficult. And what's happening here is Paramount is like, well, listen, you know, you're either going to do this or not going to do this. And the problem is, is that Taylor Sheridan is kind of like the go-to guy. He's the one who created Yellowstone, but he also has so many properties for the network that they're siding with Taylor. Because remember, he oh, does. Oh, sure. He did 1883. He does Tulsa King. He does Mayor Kingston. He does 1923. They're going to side with the creator versus the big star because they're like Sylvester Stallone has no problem working. You know, Jeremy Renner once he's yeah. healthy has no problem working. Harrison Ford's having no problem working. Why are you being so difficult? Yeah, that is kind of weird that that he would be acting like I don't know. I I really like the guy. Every time I've talked to him, he's been really really pleasant. Uh, you know, but I suppose at the workplace, it's a whole different deal, isn't it? It is, and I think creatively, I think Kevin and Taylor have kind of bumped heads a little bit um, over you know different artistic differences and things oh, like that, God. and it's been like that from the get go. But then Yellowstone became a huge hit. In, you know, partially because of Kevin's presence, of yeah. course. Oh, yeah. So that you leverage, negotiate, negotiate, but eventually you do hit a wall. And we're hitting a wall in Hollywood right now because of the economy and everything else. And at a certain point, you just don't have that same leverage anymore. Do you think, Kristen, because, you know, Kevin Costner started that band and all these things, is he's the type that doesn't want to do the same thing day in, day out? Like, he was the type that signed on to this and now was like, the idea of doing a reliable, normal thing with a normal schedule is boring to him? I think that's a a small part of it, at least, because he's giving them only limited dates to shoot. Mm -hmm. And and the problem is that's because he wants to go off and he wants to direct. He has other things in mind, you know, to keep himself creatively interested. And unfortunately, somewhere along the way, he caught COVID, which then limited the schedule even more. And he's Mm -hmm. like, you only have these dates to shoot with me, but you also have an ensemble cast 
that also needs to have those dates open in order to get a season, the second half of season five finished. And it's just become a huge headache for the network that they're at the point that, you know, they're like, hey, you know what? This is going to be easier to wrap up. Now, Kevin's lawyer, of course, Marty Singer is saying, hey, none of this is true because they probably don't want the bad press. But the rumor is that keeps heating up that Matthew McConaughey is in negotiations behind mm. the scenes. Yeah, I suppose that does make sense. Now, I have a question for you. Is there somehow a coincidence that we have a 1983 or 1883, excuse me? And then we have a 1923, and if they do that again, it's going to be the very year that JFK was assassinated. Was that a coincidence? 1963. You might be onto something, right? Eh, That's quite a coincidence is all I got to say. Yeah, I mean, it's something to definitely keep our eye on because Taylor Sheridan is, like, cranking out scripts and cranking out concepts. He's making an absolute fortune. And because, listen, I don't know if people know this, he's married to Helen Mirren. Some people may know this, some people may not. So he lives in an A-list bubble. He has the ability to draw in these right. big stars. That's why you have Sylvester Stallone and Jeremy Renner and Helen Mirren right. and Harrison Ford and, and, of course, Kevin all working for him. So always keep your eye on that possibility. No, it's, I mean, I'm, if they're going to continue on jumping to that 40-year leap, yeah. you got 1963, then 2003, They'll probably do a show about the KQ Morning Show when it was the highest rated morning show in America. Uh, but anyway, moving forward. Moving forward. Now, I, I just, I, exactly what's on Taylor's radar right now. Right, exa- <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I, I, I have liked both shows, 1883 and 1923. Really, really good shows. Very well. Taylor Sheridan is one hell of a writer. Yeah, he's an, he's an incredible director. He's an incredible yep, writer. Yep. And, uh, you know, Yellowstone across the board really is the number one show if you look at what's happening oh, in ratings. It's got a huge audience, so that's why they want to. They would love to work things out with Kevin, to be honest. But I think that you know they're thinking, okay, if this is the natural conclusion, we need another big A-list star. Who's good? Yeah, Matthew McConaughey fits right into that universe. I would agree with that. He's damn he's a hell of a talented guy. There's no doubt. It's so weird that he's from Uvalde, the very town. Oh, I know. Yeah, he's from that town. That's wild. Yeah, I, I, I suppose somebody has to be from that town. But it's like, really, yeah, Matthew he, McConaughey? He did a lot of work too. Yeah, know, he being, did. Connecting with the community um, in the days after, and I know his wife has helped out as well. So, and it's got to be incredibly difficult watching your community go through something like that because even from afar, it's tragic. No question about that. I mean, there's no doubt about that. I just want to mention it briefly. I brought it up uh, earlier in the hour, but I always like Tom Sizemore, and it ain't looking good, is it? It is not looking good, Tom Sizemore. Um, it, it, people don't know, he did suffer a brain aneurysm that was likely yeah. from a stroke on February 18th. Um, the family is now looking at the decision uh, about the, you know en- making end-of-life decisions at this point. Um, and they will make an announcement on Wednesday, so that is tomorrow. But it's not looking good for him yeah, at all. Probably not going to make the cut. Um, well, <laughs> well, here's the thing: it's like he's he's had such a tragic career and yeah, tragic life. It's um, true. It's, it's been so up and down. And I mean, if you follow what's happened, I mean, he has worked on incredible films like Passenger Fifty Seven, True Romance, Natural Born Killers. Um, Saving Private Ryan, another one of his big ones. But on the flip side, struggled with substance abuse. Oh, yeah. Has been convicted of domestic violence. Heidi Fleiss was his girlfriend for three That's years. That's right. I forgot. I mean, he is, it's very That's colorful. Right. I've interviewed him, and he is 
very sweet. Obviously, the mm-hmm. substance abuse probably, you know, gave him a different personality. Um, but it is, it's one of those that you just think what he always just tried to come back and come back and have that career that he did have in the 90s. So did he have a brother that was famous too that died? Tom Sizemore had a brother that died, didn't he? I don't know. For some reason, that's popping up. I don't have any solid evidence in my own brain even, but for some reason, I, I thought he had a brother or something. I, I don't know. I'll have to it, check it out. It's possible because, I mean, the history there with him has been so up and down. It's it's really tough to see, honestly. I last interviewed him. It was 2011. I went and checked. I was oh. like, it's been a while since I've interviewed him. And he had just gotten out of rehab, and he's like, I'm sober. I'm really trying to make this work. And he still had struggles over the years since then. Yeah, his brother Aaron Sizemore had passed away. Aaron, um, okay. Yeah, he does have an IMDb page. I'm not bringing up anything that you may have known. I mean, he was in like some kind of B movies and stuff. Yeah, so, right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, but he died quite a while ago, didn't he? It looks like it. Yeah. Uh, for some reason, this isn't popping up on here, but I can see his obituary. So, yeah. Oh. So. That's too bad. Unless he posted it himself, he's dead. Thank you very much. Great to be here. Yeah. Right? So uh, we had a gathering last night, a bunch of advertisers, a bunch of people that work at the station, you know, about 70, 75 people, something like that. I got really sick to death of hearing about you the whole time. i got to be honest with you. <laughs> oh, Kristen Burt. I'm like, oh, Christ. Nobody wants to hear them two days in a row. <laughs> you got a lot of fans out there, Kristen, I'll, t- I'll tell you that. Actually... Uh, I should tell everybody that everybody that I talked to at that deal last night really, really likes the the uh, lineup, the roster on the show. They're really enjoying the show. We, honest to God, Kristen, I don't know what the hell's going on. I guess the Hubbards are really good at this or not, or whatever. But the instant reaction to the show has been unbelievable. I mean, thousands of people down, downloading the app. And do you download an app or do you upload an app? That's what I want to know. You I download an app. Yeah. Yeah. You have to download it. You upload to the web, but you download oh, from the web. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You can tell him yeah. I avoid that. Oh, my husband's time. listening from the road, too, just because he's away. Oh, he he's like, he goes, I feel connected when I listen See? to you. See? Exactly I mean, I'm literally have gotten some email messages from people in Europe and all over the places. Oh, it's so nice to hear a, a, a bit of home. They love that. No, they could do it with other shows too, but they have to wait for you to download it and edit it, and then they put it up, and then they. But to hear it live is a different different experience for them, which is very cool, I think. Yeah, is uh, is your husband working on a film right now? My husband is on the road doing um, a funny thing happened on the way to the sitcom. Lucy loves Desi. He's playing Desi Arnaz in a radio play. Really? That was, yes, that I was like written that. by um, the son of one of the writers on the I Love Lucy show. And it's all about how Lucy and Desi um, came together to create the I Love Lucy um, show. A sitcom. Huh. It's really fascinating, too. It's a radio play and... My husband has done has played a version of Ricky Ricardo or Desi Arnaz um, in many many productions. You know that show because I I priced I think it was three when it came out or whatever so I didn't know what's going on but you did not miss that show back in the day if you didn't watch I Love Lucy boy because there are like three shows on TV anyway but that show was fun. You know one of my favorite lines from that show of all time. What is it? I loved Fred Mertz. Because he and Ethel always had these little battles going on. And they walk in one time, and Desi comes on and goes, what are you guys talking about? He goes, oh, we're just talking about the fact that Ethel here talks. She loves to bring up all the guys she used to date, Desi. 
or his name's not Desi. What is it in the show? Ricky, Ricky Ricardo. Ricky, Ricky, yeah, yeah. yeah, Ricky, she's constantly bringing up these guys she used to date. And she says, well, to be honest with you, when I was a young woman, uh, apparently the boys loved me because they used to buzz around me like bees. And Fred says, well, how come I'm the one that got stung? <laughs> So good. I love that line. As a little boy, I'm like, my God, what a brilliant thing to say. That's so hilarious. sharp, honestly. Well, my husband's in Pittsburgh tonight performing. Pittsburgh, so, and I think okay. Gettysburg later this week. And so if anyone's interested, like the schedule is up. On, it's LA Theater Works is doing the production. Is he going to come through Minneapolis? He's not, unfortunately. We're at the tail end. You know where he's going to be? He's going to be in Florida. Where? Is, uh, at the Villages, the theater in the Villages. Oh, my God, that's phenomenal. That's the Isn't greatest. that great? I was like, watch out at the Villages. I was like, that place is wild. Is that's d- where all the swingers live. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Is it down the street from you, Tom? Like- no, no, it's oh. up by Orlando. Oh, well, gotcha. it's, okay. it's kind of by Orlando, isn't it? Yeah, it's like an hour outside of Orlando. Yeah, hmm. yeah, there okay. you go. Right it's on. maybe kind of like between whatever. Uh, the one thing I would do if I ever did go to the Villages, I would... Uh, Look down like I just made a putt and then pump my arm. Remember that? Do you remember those commercials for the villages? Go, the villages. The guy would make a putt and he'd pump his arm up and down. Like, really? Okay. You made a putt. Settle down, Grandpa. But yeah, I've heard that place gets pretty nuts, actually. It's pretty wild. It's a lot of, you know, it's retirees. It's a retiree community. And uh, a lot of swingers live there. And I heard that there's signals that people leave to oh, each other as oh, type of swinger they are. Kristen, are you feel confident in your marriage? Are you okay with him going there? <laughs> I will be there. I'm oh, not good. swinging though. Wait. <laughs> okay, good. Well, you guys, whatever you want to do, and there's no shame. <laughs> well, I'm going down to visit him. My mom and her boyfriend are coming in. My dad's oh, coming in with his oh, wife. They're all going to come in see the show so it'll be really fun well i'm gonna be in orlando in march so what was that again the villages with the series what is i just want to make sure i got this i gotta make sure i know where not to go yeah yeah that's what i think something with like um the what are the like the loofahs like the body sponges like yeah it's color coded yeah be careful which one you put on your car Mm -hmm. reminded me all these great lines in movies the uh in caddyshack when she holds she sticks her arm out of the shower and has a sponge in it and she says to her husband, Billy, would you come loofa my stretch marks? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Great writing. I mean, I'm sorry. We need, can we get some comedy going? Is there, are there any movies out that are funny? Cocaine Bear. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. You, you said go. that is really good. So I should watch it is, that. It, the, it's dark comedy, too. So while someone's getting, like, eaten, you are laughing your head off. So really? it's really sick humor. And it, I, it's one of those, when you need a good laugh, Cocaine Bear will offer it for you. No, it is based on a true story, right? There was a bear that got killed, I think, though. That's yes. the big difference. Um, yeah, so there's a drug runner, and the plane crashes, and he doesn't survive the plane crash. This is based off the true story, and all of the cocaine landed in the forest, and a bear ate it, and of course did not survive. But <laughs> because we can stretch little things in right. Hollywood, the bear enjoys a few good lines of coke um, <laughs> and survives every time. So it's <laughs> a bit odd. That's all I have to say is a bit odd. But so it's it- great. The way it was done, because it's so sharply written, mm-hmm. it's makes you i mean you just buy it you're like this works for the 90 minutes and again short fast fun movie it's not this three hour drag it out right they, they hit it 
right on the nose and then away you go, you're on an adventure and then it ends, which you know means that there's probably a sequel coming. I cannot remember the name of it, but last night I got home and I wasn't ready. You know how when you come home from something, even though it's really late, you're just not tired enough to go to bed? You're too restless? I'm looking through a couple of things to watch and I went, oh, this looks interesting. I can't even remember what it was, but I looked and it's 248 minutes long. Oh my God. What the hell is four and a half hours long? Like, (laughs) what? If you're not offering me an intermission, snack oh, break, restroom break at movie theaters, I'm just not going. It's Sing the song. Long. Do you know the intermission song? It was the I, same song for years. Let's all go to the, the lobby. Lobby. You got it. Rudy nailed it. Mm-hmm. Let's Is that the one that they the show lobby. in Greece? I don't know, but it's Dancing Cups of 7-Up. I know that. And the little hot dog. Yeah, like, that's the one. Yeah. It's, it's in the movie Greece. if anyone's looking for it. Go on out to the lobby and have some seven up. They had to sell something at the end. I thought it was have yourself a snack. Well, I think seven up bought it toward the end. They bought the rights to it. And have wow. yourself a snack became have a seven up. I loved it. See, now that going to the movies back in those days was like an event. It wasn't just, oh, I'll go to the movie theater and I'll be on my phone the whole goddamn time. You would go, you'd sit there, and if it was more than two hours long, after an hour, they would take a break. You'd go out and hang out in the lobby, stretch a little bit. I mean, it was like this society event kind of going to a movie back then. I mean, I'm with you. We definitely need a break because yeah. I went to the Batman and I didn't want to miss anything, but I had to pee like four times because it's <laughs> an insanely Avatar. long movie. Oh, yeah. I can't I, even. I, I was joking that I, I was like, okay, I think I'm good. I'm going to make it through. And then... The, the whole story kind of wrapped up, and I was like, great, I didn't have to leave the movie. And then they're like, but we have to go and save blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, my God, five more minutes. Chris, and I had to leave. Kristen's going, leave him. Leave, <laughs> leave him behind. Him. Let him okay, die. Okay, let him die. It's fine. Let him but die. But it, it is funny because the way they do movies, they're like, we have to have this 25-minute a- action sequence to you know continue the story and make it over three hours. It's too long. It's too God. Long. Your segment flies. We've got two more minutes with you. What the hell's that all about? I don't know. I'm so sorry. I'll leave you with one thing. Um, Arnold Schwarzenegger is coming to TV. Uh, He's got a new show called FUBAR. (laughs) Beyond all recognition? Do people know what FUBAR means? I do. Do you think the average person knows what FUBAR means? I don't know. Are we allowed to say the F word? Yeah, it's fine. Go ahead. You can say it if you want. I was like, can I say it? Fucked up beyond repair. Fucked up beyond all repair, sorry. Or all recognition, either one. Mm -hmm. Repair or recognition. That's the first Uh, time I've known you 11 years. You've never dropped the F-bomb. That was interesting. I know. I was like, am I allowed to say it? (laughs) We're going to have you on with legal after this call, Kristen. (laughs) So just stay on the line. Thank you so much. It's been a great two-week run here. (laughs) Two weeks, a week and a half, whatever the hell it is. And the other 11 years. That's it. Um, but it's going to be eight episodes. He's going to play a, a CIA operative who is just about to retire. But, of course, there's one last case that he needs to take care of. Um, so that'll be going on Netflix coming in May. Looking forward to it. What, okay, so we'll talk to you tomorrow. I'll be here tomorrow. Hopefully you guys will, too. Man, yeah. Yeah, we'll Hopefully I should. I'm the one who just dropped the F-bomb. I don't know. No, you can do that on digital. It's a whole different okay. world now. I know. You get listeners and everything. I love it. You're the worst. You are a monster. Thank you, Kristen. We love love you.
See you tomorrow. Kristen Burt, ladies and gentlemen. we got to take a break. We'll be right back in a couple of minutes. Well, just when you thought it couldn't get any better, Mike Lindell and MyPillow are launching the MyPillow 2.0. When Mike invented MyPillow, it had everything you could ever want in a pillow. Now, nearly 20 years later, he discovered a new technology that makes MyPillow even better. The MyPillow 2.0 has a patented adjustable fill of the original MyPillow and now with a brand new fabric that is made with a temperature-regulating thread. The MyPillow 2.0 is the softest, smoothest, and coolest pillow you'll ever own. Say goodbye to tossing and turning and flipping your pillow over in the middle of the night. And more great news on the MyPillow 2.0. Buy one, get one free offer with promo code TOM. MyPillow 2.0, it's temperature-regulating technology. 100% 100% made in the United States. Comes with a 10-year warranty and a 60-day money-back guarantee. Just go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio podcast square to receive the MyPillow 2.0. Buy one, get one free offer. I did it, and they are phenomenal. Just when you thought MyPillow couldn't get any better, MyPillow 2.0 gives you the best pillow ever. Enter promo code TOM, T-O-M, or call 800-516-5146. I would recommend you do that. They're great. Get your MyPillow 2.0s now. Cleaning your fuel system can help your engine run better and improve gas mileage. Visit O'Reilly Auto Parts and pick up a bottle of Chevron Tecron Fuel System Cleaner. On sale now. Buy one, get one free. Plus, get two times O rewards points. Get more fuel saving tips from the professional parts people at your local O'Reilly Auto Parts or visit O'ReillyAuto.com. Oh, oh, O'Reilly Auto Parts. What do you mean he went searching for fresher powder? We have full classes today. Instructor down at Vesper Ski School. Toward each other to snow plow, honey, not away. She needs more ski instructors to slalom through the day-to-day. Pizza? Fries? Whoa, Braley, no! Pizza, pizza! Indeed can help her hire great people fast. I need Indeed. Indeed you do. We instantly connect you with quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description. Visit Indeed.com slash credit and get $75 towards your first sponsored job. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, listener, welcome to Lemu's Karaoke Lounge, where Liberty Mutual customizes your car insurance so you only pay for what you need, and the music never stops. Hit it! There's an emu with a full-time job. His partner's Doug, but Lemu's the heartthrob. Grubs and worms, that's what Lemu eats. Gotta fuel up to save you money and hit the streets! Only pay for what you need at LibertyMutual.com. Liberty, 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 Liberty. I had a nighttime routine for my frequent heartburn. I would drink milk, I would sleep upright with more pillows, but that painful burning stayed. So I made Prilosec OTC part of my morning routine. With just one pill each morning, Prilosec OTC prevents excess acid production, blocking heartburn day and night. Now I have a new nighttime routine. I call it sleeping. One pill a day, 24 hours, zero heartburn with Prilosec OTC. It's possible while taking Prilosec OTC. Use as directed for 14 days to treat frequent heartburn, not for immediate relief. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show Podcast. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. My God, the day's flying by already. It's unbelievable. I, um... I promised the grandkids, Catherine, I promised the grandkids a long time ago. About a year ago, we take them to Disney, and that's coming up uh, tomorrow. I'm leaving after the show tomorrow to take them to Disney on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. And, of course, as I roll into Disney, I look at the headline this morning, DeSantis takes control over Disney District. What does that even mean? I don't know. Like, is <laughs> he out. selling something? Like, what does that mean? A Florida governor moved against company after it objected to parental rights legislation. 
Florida Governor Ron DeSantis on Monday. Now, I have a question before I even read this. Uh-oh. So Disney, what, they did they post something on their website about how they didn't agree with this? I mean, is that what they did? Or does anybody know how this came out, that Disney criticized his move? I have no idea how Disney says our talks or communicates right, with the public. Either. I'm just kind of wondering, why wouldn't you just ignore it? That's usually a really great... Uh, what do they say? Never explain, never complain. Something like that. But it just looks like posing to me. Yeah. Yeah, unless you just ignore it, then nobody cares. But if you fight back, it looks like you're posing. I don't know. Maybe I should probably read the whole story. Florida uh, Governor Ron DeSantis on Monday savored his victory over the Walt Disney Company, selecting new members of a governing board under legislation he sought after the company objected to a parental rights bill he favored last year. Today, the corporate kingdom finally comes to an end. The Republicans said at a Reedy Creek fire station in Lake Buena Vista, uh, Florida. CNN reports there's a new sheriff in town and accountability will be the order of the day. The governor announced his replacements for the board who require state Senate approval. They include DeSantis supporters such as conservative activists, a major Republican donor, and the spouse of a new chairman. These two parties just can't, cannot get along, can they? And how silly. Like, I what know, are we even stupid. talking about right Damn. now? I'm so confused what we're even saying. Yeah, I thought we were still arguing about uh, Cinderella's fairy godfather. Wasn't or that something. what we were still arguing about? Wasn't that it? I think I, so. It just amazes me. Politics is, that's all it is now. And people need to understand, you know why we have politicians? So they can scam us out of money. That's why we have politicians. I mean, can you even count on any of these people anymore? Any of them? I mean, I don't know what count on means. You mean, like, Do your a, job? I, I don't know what that <laughs> even means deal. at this point. Like, I, I, I have no idea. I, I don't know why Disney has to be political at all. I don't either. I, I just don't understand. Look, we're, look, why don't we work shoulder to shoulder? You ever get anything done by arguing with your family, or did you get things done by working with your family? Right? Um, I, don't, I don't talk to my family, so I can not tell you. It so. didn't work out. <laughs> so, you know. right. Yeah. Well, I'm your family. I'd be talking about you and your daughter. Oh yeah, no, you're right. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a give and take. You know, like yep, why, it is. some things, especially when it comes to like juggernauts like Disney. I don't know if you've noticed, Florida, a lot of people coming to your state to go yeah. hang out at Disney. So yep. I don't know. Maybe just let them do their thing. Let them just keep rev- you know, generating revenue and taxes and you guys just stay out of their business. I don't really understand why that Disney would want to get involved in any of that stuff anyway. Yeah. I don't understand either side of this argument. Mm. It just makes no sense to me. Yeah, Disney is magic. That's all it is. That's what they say. Yeah. Uh, under the bill, DeSantis signed on Monday. The board members will oversee infrastructure services and taxing authority for the special district that reigns over Disney's theme parks in central Florida. Clout that had belonged to the company. DeSantis hinted at ex- uh, exerting uh, control over Disney's content as well. Yeah, let's not be doing that there, DeSantis. Calm down. Yeah. I think all of these... See, I can't agree with either side on this one. This is just a fight to have a fight, isn't it? It is. And I don't know why we even put any energy in it. So this is all over what parental rights for what? Does anybody know what these, this parental rights bill even is? No, I don't have no idea. I don't either. I don't. Okay, I, I'll have to look into it because I, I have I, I can't even comment on it. I don't even know what we're talking no. about. Parental rights is this uh, like a the firehouse law where you can just drop your kids off at Disney? And oh, then, is it? And then they just become part of the Disney. Hey, man, maybe you got a baby. We need a we need like a young. Uh, what do you call it? Lilo and Stitch. Drop your kid off there, and then boom. Next thing you know, they're making bucks. But I don't understand. Florida governor moved against company after it objected to parental rights legislation. 
Boy, you'd have to stay on top of this. Uh, parental rights for what? It doesn't really ever say in the story what the hell they even mean by that. No idea. The idea of going after their taxing authority, that was beyond the scope of what I, uh, what I as a conservative, a limited government Republican would be prepared to do. Does anybody getting along? Disney stepped into the fray and they lost. I, I don't, I guess, I, the only reason I even looked at that is because I'm going there tomorrow. So am I going to have to go through like, picketers to get into the park i think you're going to be fine just keep your head down wear a goofy hat and call it a day mm-hmm. you love goofy hats. oh my god can you imagine please make sure that your wife gets a picture of you in a goofy hat that'll be a good look there's yeah. no question about it there's <laughs> no question i found that uh let's all go to the lobby if you guys want to hear it mm-hmm. i love that yeah, there we go let's all go to the lobby let's all go to the lobby let's all go to the lobby get ourselves some snacks Funny boys. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's let's all go pay $31 for a soda. You gotta do it. Pay $31 for a soda. You gotta do it. No thanks. I sneak it in, even to this day. You can't, man. That's where they make their money. No, they make it. If you want theaters to exist, I'm sorry. I agree. It sucks. Especially because, like, sometimes I don't even want that stuff. You gotta do it. Hmm. Would pay for all that stuff. Yeah, I can't. I love going to the movies, but I just never go anymore. I know there's nothing interesting to see. But how sad will you be when they just don't exist? Oh, that'd be terrible. I love going to the movies. I know, and I'm the same way. And I feel like a monster where I go. I love that they exist. I don't go anymore. I feel like I haven't gone in so long. I think yeah. the Batman was the last thing we watched. I think the last thing I went to was that Maverick deal. Yeah, oh, I was yeah. Gonna, I was gonna say Top Gun was supposed to like you know, bring us back to the movies. And then everybody went and saw it, and then we were like, all right, we're good. Never mind. We're going to stay in our homes. Did you both yeah. see it in the theaters? Yeah. I did, yeah. Well, there you go. I mean, that's two-thirds right there of our show. Did uh, what? Did it meet expectations? Not for me. I didn't like it. Really? I just didn't care for it. It's like, I don't know. It just, to me, oh, boy, guys flying airplanes. Hey, that's exciting. <laughs> I mean, I don't care about stuff like that. I, I, the acting was good, I thought. I thought, yeah. you know, the acting, and it was good. I just... I don't care about that stuff. That's so, and then Rudy, what did you think? It was a continuation of a you know cheesy action movie from the '80s, so it's exactly what I wanted it to be. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was, and plus the the stunts, they did them all themselves. There wasn't a lot of CGI. Yeah, that's it true. was a lot of them. I mean, yep. the fact that you have a guy who rigs up like nine cameras on an F-18. And then doesn't get nominated for best cinematography uh, at the Academy Awards. Like that's really? why, yeah, that's why people don't give a shit about the Academy Awards anymore because yeah. they pull crap like that. Yeah. You have to go see some artsy fartsy uptown film. Meanwhile, Top Gun Maverick is kicking ass all over the place, and they're right. like, "Well, we'll we'll maybe just throw you guys into the best picture category, but we won't give you the award." You know? That is true. To yeah. think about the logistics of filming all that. Yeah. I mean, if you're on the camera crew, you're like, "I'm sorry, what?" Yeah. You know, Catherine changed my world completely 41 years ago. What'd she do? Because we're sitting around. I used to love to go to the movies, and I yeah. watch the Oscars every year. Yeah. First year, hanging out with her, I go to watch the Oscars. She goes, what are you doing? I said, I'm watching the Oscars. She goes, what do you watch that for? I said, I don't know. Let's see all the winners. I just, you know, the thing's totally rigged. It's all just ass-kissing Hollywood is all it is. And I haven't watched them since. Oh, <laughs> That's why I watch it. I know, right? Like, she opened your eyes in a bad way where you're like, I can't unknow that. Well, I mean, I, I, obviously you guys have been in the business long enough. You have actors as friends and all the rest of it. When you meet them away, you know, separate from all that stuff, it's they're completely different people. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, they're very, very nice, I would say. 
Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, the, the problem is, I I would love to go to the movies, but I just the movies they're putting out now are not very good, and that includes the movies on streaming. They're yeah. just not that good. It's hard. I mean, I feel like I'm in such. Uh, I like episodes. I love, and, and and the funny thing is, is I'll watch 20 one-hour episodes throughout the week. But I don't yeah. know why the the idea of them packaged up that way is just fits way more in my life. When they put mm-hmm. out a two or three-hour movie, I don't know why the, the idea of pausing that seems just weird. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, eh, when they make these great limited series shows, I go yes. Yeah, I suppose you'd break it off into chunks. Yeah. Each one is, you know, yeah. whatever, 22 minutes or, you know, 53 minutes. Right. I totally get that. But I don't know, two hours for me in a movie, that's that's my my jam. I'd much rather just get in and out, get the story, get the plot, you know, have the big climax, and then off I go. Yeah. How about I, the popcorn part of it? Ah, uh, you know, I go back and forth with the popcorn. It's too, oh, really? It's too chemically. It's too gross. Yeah, the butter and all that, it's too yeah. much, man. I can't. I, listen, I'll I'll buy like a giant soda, and I like the fact that they started selling coffee at the movie yeah. theater now. That's yeah. great. I, but, I don't know, jujubes and all that, I've moved on. I love, ugh. Getting a giant, like unnaturally large Coke Zero, yeah, <laughs> and just knowing that I will be peeing for hours Damn. after, and like, oh, that I would take that over popcorn any day, like those, and you can sm- like switch up which chemical, a little bit of cherry, a little right. bit of vanilla, Ooh. oh, yeah, going suicide on that thing, I and, love that, yeah. In the middle of the day, going by myself, that was like my. Favorite thing in the world. Yeah. Well, we got to go to a movie. Got me all excited. Me? Is there anything to go see? I don't know. Well, I'll look into it. We're very close to theaters here. Cocaine so. Bear. That's the one. Is that mm-hmm. the theater? Yeah, show? I think yeah. so. That's right is now. It? Yeah. Good God. Cocaine Bear. I would love to hear your review on Cocaine Bear. Well, maybe I'll watch it. I'll watch it. Maybe I'll watch it at Disney World. <laughs> <laughs> the movie come, theater down there. Come with me, Sage. We got something to watch. <laughs> we have cocaine bear to watch. Don't mind. Yeah, I, like I said, going in I, my two favorite theaters, I've talked about it before, the Marcus Cinemas Southbridge Crossing mm-hmm. and the Man Theater, the Edina Theater right there on 50th. I Gorgeous. love those two theaters. Yeah. Uh, there's one out in Plymouth, too. It's like the Plymouth 55 or whatever it is. I think they got about 800 theaters. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I just I loved I loved that whole experience. It was the Kennesaw Theater when I was a four year old boy. It used to be right there on Hennepin Avenue, right down the block from Loring Park because we lived at twelve hundred Spruce Place, right there on Loring Park when I was a kid. You know, I never realized until recently how cool was that to live on a park in it's the am- middle of a city. It's amazing. But I never knew it because I didn't care. Yeah. I was four. I mean, like, like eh, whatever. The, the level of like this is my yard feeling is just that's a, that's the dream as a kid. Yeah, that is true. Well, I used to go over there. I mean, I used to go there as a four or five year old with some friends, and nobody cared. How cool is that? You would never do that now. And no, and how independent did you feel? Oh yeah, there's no doubt about it. It was very very cool. Although my favorite time, and I won't say that. I'll say his first name. His, his name was Tom too. We lived on the fourth floor, 1200 Spruce Place. It's the furthest south. If you, as you look at the building, it's the furthest, the high on the top floor, furthest to the south. Okay. It was a great place to live. We had a next door neighbor named Tom. And Tom was a big fella. And I mean, like 6'3, probably about 240, very muscular. So he, he goes, Tommy, I bought my wife a, new, a birthday present. I said, Oh, yeah, what'd you get her? 
And I'm a little kid. I'm like five. Which is right? hilarious that like he's talking <laughs> he's to you talking about, to me about maybe this. Tommy needed some friends. <laughs> I said, What'd you buy her? And he goes, You're not gonna tell anybody. I said, No, I won't tell anybody. Don't worry about it. What'd you buy? I bought her a new washer and dryer. And I as a five year old, I'm like, God, that sucks. I didn't say that to him, but I think a washer and a dryer, that for your birthday? All yeah. of a sudden I hear a little noise coming out of their apartment. Nothing big, no screaming or anything like that, but noise. All of a sudden, the door comes open. He's got the washer in his left arm and the dryer in his right arm, and he threw him off the fourth-story balcony. Oh, my. It didn't go over well. No, she didn't care for that as a gift. He should have listened to little Tommy at the time. (laughs) He should have listened to me. Little Tommy's like Charleston Chews. That's what everybody wants for their birthdays, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. I love Charleston Chews. Yeah. I, I could go either way with it, right? Like, I guess, like, not for maybe a birthday present, but as you get older, you appreciate that stuff more, right? Like, yeah, a new a washer deal, and dryer yeah. right now, I'd be like, nice. Yeah, I used to be such a romantic guy when I was a kid. Were uh, you? Oh, so romantic with the flowers and the chocolates and the poems and the blah, blah, blah. And then finally, so they just got beaten out of me. Like, I, my heart has been broken so many times that finally I'm like, yeah. you know what? You get tires that's what you get from oh. now on you see Brittany Look that, at that would face. be amazing yes you get tires oh I would if somebody put new tires on my car yes, I'd be good. like that's or, yeah that's romance right there for oh, sure yes especially if you would bring it to the appointment yeah and take care of that all I would take that over we we get we're past that now we're uh we're pretty into the let's just buy our own gifts. I mean, I still get Justin things here and there, yeah. but like I'm pretty like ah, uh, let me get my own present. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm a little bit more sure of what I want than you are. Do you you and Catherine still exchange gifts? Yeah, not not a big deal. Yeah. You know, it's usually, well, it's like Rudy said, Charleston Chew, you know, that kind of thing. <laughs> like little, like something that they, you know that that person likes. It's like an yeah. insider thing is more important than something big. Yeah, I mean, you get to the point in your life, you've been together that long, you already have everything you need or want anyway. Yeah. So, yeah, it's very nice things. They're very sweet. They're sweet things more than like something, you go, oh, my God. Like she's never purchased a car or anything for me. No. Mm-hmm. Very upset. I did read a story one time where there was a, a guy who bought a truck, like his first truck ever, when he was like 17 years old. Saved up and bought it, and he had had it for like 20 years. Yeah. And his wife was driving it one day, and it was notoriously, it was older, so it would break down. And then she calls him and goes, oh, hey, by the way, the truck broke down. You're going to have to come and pick me up. And, of course, he puts his boots on. He's a little pissed off, gets in his vehicle. He drives to the truck. He gets there. He's like, so what's up with the truck? And she's like... Nothing, but it's uh, 199,999 miles, and I want you to drive it over the 200,000 mark. Oh, see how sweet. And then he got in the vehicle, and he drove it a half a mile over the 200,000 mark. It's like... And then the vehicle burst into flames with him inside of it. That was the end of the story. That was the end of the story. (laughs) Okay, like, I get that that's romantic. That would piss me off to no end if I was living my life and my husband said, hurry up, get to Edina, (laughs) or hurry up, get to... I'd be like... I am doing 40 things right now. Sure. Like, I get that you're trying to be sweet. And that's the problem is it never matches up. The gesture never matches up. The moods are never the same, right? You're mm-hmm. just coming in at different, you know, like, that would drive me insane. Sure. Yeah. Uh, I, I, very I, sweet. I see stuff like that, and I go, that is a very nice gesture. Now, please don't ever call me to come and drive my vehicle over 200,000 <laughs> miles. All right. Yeah. Hey, hurry up, Rudy. Yeah. Get to Blaine. Like, happy. what? No. God, I don't drive anywhere near as much as most people. I just realized that. No, you. I have 
I have two cars, and one of them's got 32,000 miles on it, and the other one's got like 13,000 miles on it. One's a 2013, the other one's a 2015. I told a story last night about your car and how it blew my mind when I was in my 20s, and I first thought you were an a-hole. And which, then I realized. Car? So you had this cool Mustang, right? This, yes, I still got that. Yes, and it was beautiful. And we had we were at Midland Hills, and you were parked, okay. and you were, you were like, "Hey, let's walk to your car." It's at night. It was you and Catherine, and I'm like, "All right." And you open your door, and you're talking, and I was like, "Tom, Tom, you what? Are, you are so like you are so ridiculous. You have not only a parking spot, but you had them draw in these Mustang horses on the side." Oh, that's right. I remember that. And you were like, "Are you kidding?" You thought I was joking. You're like, "Are you kidding?" And I was like, "Look at you. You have the you have your own spot." with these horses like you think you're so cool you know i'm like tom you need a reality check and you were like you're a goddamn disaster and you shut your doors and then i realized it were these lights that came out from your door that's correct i had never seen that in my life they projected a mustang image on the tar yeah on both sides on both sides but i was just looking i was like (laughs) and he shut the door drove off and i you were like you're a goddamn disaster (laughs) she thought i paid for parking and put a couple of mustangs on it. I was like, Tom, this is That's a new hilarious. level of ridiculous. And I, then you should, drove off. Be. And of course, the whole night I'm Googling, like, what are door lights? I was, I'd never seen anything like that. Like a projection. I hadn't either. It, I didn't even know it had it until. It, so cool. So cool. Yeah, I still have that car. It's amazing. That is cool. We got to take a break because yeah. we have the lovely and talented Chris Eggert ready to join us in just a couple of minutes. Tom Bernard Show. Hello, I'm Brad Huckle, President and Chief Lending Officer at North American Banking Company. And I'm Mike Bilski, CEO at North American Banking Company, Bradley's partner. As a locally owned and operated community bank, we work with a lot of multi-generational, family-owned businesses. Take Raymond Auto Body of St. Paul, for example. Four generations of the Slomkowski family having successfully run the business. When they were ready to expand, we helped them acquire a new building, allowing them to service more vehicles in their state-of-the-art shop. We've also helped them set up the next generation of owners, keeping the business and family for years to come. Tom here. If you want a family business like me or any business, you should be banking with Brad and Mike over at North American Banking Company. I know them, trust them with my banking. Every time I deal with them or their team, I know I'm working with experienced professional bankers. Sounds like we really won you over, Tommy. Well, let's not get crazy, Brad. Seriously. Why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience member, FDIC, and equal housing lender. Now that Tommy B has entered the 21st century, Tom has always said digital is the future. The guy's been podcasting for almost 11 years. Tom, Brittany, and Rudy want you to listen to the new show every morning. So here's how to do that. You got here. Maybe you're listening to the Tom Bernard stream now. Wow, there's got to be a better way to say that. Now that you're here, you can listen to us every morning from 6 to 10. But the easiest way to listen is to download the Tom Bernard Show app. It's this easy. Go to your app store, search Tom Bernard Show, download it, open it, push play. That's it. And through March 20th, you can get entered to win $1,000 on the app just by opening the app each day. It's that easy. The Tom Bernard Show app. It's free and it's in your app store. The Tom Bernard Show app. Download it now. 
14 rounds of golf for only $90? You betcha. The Minnesota Golf Passport is back and available now at scorenorth.com. As a Golf Passport cardholder, you are entitled to 13 18-hole rounds of golf for just one low price of $90. A $400 golf value for only $90. With the Minnesota Golf Passport, you get to play 18 holes at each of these great area courses. The Refuge, Purple Hawk, New Ulm Country Club, Bull Rush, Elk River Golf Club, Bristol Ridge, Whispering Pines, Chamonix, Siren National, Emily Greens, The Ponds, Dahl Green, and Golden Eagle. 13 great courses, 13 rounds of golf, one low price. Just $90. And $10 for every card purchased will benefit youth golf in Minnesota. Supply is limited, so go to scorenorth.com. That's S-K-O-R north.com. Type keyword passport to buy your passport before they're gone. Go to score, S-K-O-R north.com. Keyword passport for your 2023 Minnesota golf passport. By now, you know that sound. It's the sound of the Home Depot. But what about those sounds? Those are the sounds of a new Frigidaire kitchen suite, complete with the latest technology to keep food fresh, dishes clean, and cooking needs met for all families. Making this the sound of savings on top brand appliances. The Home Depot, how doers get more done. Final days to get up to 25% off select appliances, including Frigidaire, ends March 1st. Offer valid February 9th through March 1st, 2023. U.S. only see store online for details. Like any good agent, we're here for the open house, for the closing, for handing over keys. But because we're Realtors, we're here for so much more. Agents who are Realtors volunteer at nearly three times the national average. We're working to broaden access to credit, increase affordable housing supply, and ensure fair housing for all. And Realtors are bound by a code of ethics. We're here for it all. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. That's who we are. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show Podcast. Yeah, so you're right about that, uh, you know, Brittany. You know, I was really shocked myself, you know, like Phil and, and Judd were there from Score North last night. But I don't know where it happened to Chris Eggert. He just not, I thought he was going to, oh, wait a minute. He's on the screen right now. Where were you last night, pal? Hope oh, we can't hear him. Yeah, I'm noticing that. He's on his phone right now, so I don't know if Chris is going to be able to... Because he's on, he's actually on location. Oh, he's on location. Yeah, that's why he's in his car. So which is oh weird. yeah, you're right. I didn't even notice he was in a car. Yeah. So which is weird that that are you sure, are you on mute, Chris? Because it looks like he can hear us, but hmm. The greatest thing is if you can't, we can't hear you. So I can go. God, you suck. What a lame <laughs> brain. Oh, I just got the finger. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was a good. Damn it. So you can't talk on the phone at all? Yeah, weird that he is, he's on his phone, but for some reason. Should we just have him call in maybe? For... That's what I, yeah, that's what I yeah. meant. Just get on your phone and call in, Chris. Get off your ass. Let's go. You know, how many years have been you've been ruining my life? <laughs> he throws his hand. Six. Six years. That's I'm, how long. I'm excited to hear what this location is. Yeah, let me go ahead and uh, I'll take him off of uh, our link and then I'll get him on the phone. It Perfect. does say mute mic on my screen. Does that matter? No, because no. I, I have him up in here. So unfortunately, it's not. Yeah, I don't know what's up. Oh, but, uh, I see yeah. what you're talking yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I see uh, yeah I'll bring him up on the other phone. Yep. I like it. All right, Chris, we're going to. Well, all we ever do is shoulder to the wheel, just yeah. wait around for you to show up. You know, it's that it's kind of deal. TV. TV, TV people. TV people. Typical. Typical. I'm gonna come into the. I'm, I'm on the uh, on your afternoon show today. You are. You're on. You're on Twin Cities Live today. Yeah. yeah. <gasps> I think I'm on the first segment. That's exciting. I, I didn't want to drive home in traffic, so I set up. Does the show start at three? 
I think it starts at 3 or 3.30? At 3. It starts at 3. Okay. <laughs> He's miming now. No, I mean, because I, I, I have to be there at 2.45, and it's, you know, I just want to make sure that I'm there on time. and not Because it, is Ben Lieber as big as he looks on television? He's tall, yeah. But is he very muscular, too? Yeah, he's very... Like, how tall is he? I mean, I don't know. Um, like, by a court law, I'm not supposed to get that close to him, so yeah, I, I don't suppose. know. Yeah, in no, court um, order. Um, uh, I, don't, I think he's like six-something. I don't know. He's just so classically handsome. Oh, is he? Yes. Okay. Like, my husband, literally, when we saw him at um, the uh, Christmas party, my husband was like, I'm, this is totally, like, subjective. Well, you mean he the Christmas is... party I wasn't invited to because I missed it by, like, two days? I know. <laughs> oh, there's Chris. We can hear that Hi. laugh. What's happening, Pally? Oh, gosh. Ben Lieber is dreamy. There, there's no doubt about that. Thank you, Chris. It's just a fact. You know what I'm going to do today? It's going to be so wonderful, especially if he's as big as everybody tells me he is. Right in the middle of the interview, I'm going, you know, I... I gotta be honest with you. I think Edgar's wrong. You're not a prick at all. <laughs> <laughs> the Vikings got him listed at six three two forty four. Oh, so he's not that big. No, oh, not a huge guy, but still big. You I know, have to whoop his ass when I'm over there. Yeah, okay, take it yeah, easy. Take, uh, go ahead. Tommy, do you need me to give you any tips or anything? Television tips? <laughs> yes, I do need tele. I definitely need television tips. I do. Um, I'm sure they'll have a makeup person there to help oh. you out. I know that'll be. Whoa. Well, pardon me, Eddie Munster. I mean, I'm just you know. kidding. Uh, no, I'm, I hope they do, Those actually. Those days are gone. Oh, they don't do makeup anymore? No. Because they used I, to. I remember them. They used uh, to do well, makeup. Yeah, back, back in the day, they got a whole... Their, their makeup room set up, like, uh, there used to be somebody who was in there full-time, and they used to actually be able to, like, cut hair and crap there. Really? Like, back in the, back in the glory days, which is... Kind of crazy to me. But. You know my favorite things about that whole day. Somebody brought it up to me yesterday because they found out. I, apparently they promoted or something. They said, you're going to go back on television? I said, yeah, why? I said, don't you remember how pissed off people were at you the last time you appeared on a TV show? I said, what are you talking about? And just to be a dink, I mean, come on. This was 20 years ago, something like that. Yeah. And I showed up and I wore sunglasses the entire interview. You are such a <laughs> monster. Got, people got really pissed off. I said, it's a joke for Christ's sake. Calm down. Yeah, I'm like, I love it. Yeah, let me. And I'm kind of mumbling. Yeah, things are going pretty well, I guess. I can't even. <laughs> I have to roll my eyes and they're going to get stuck there. <laughs> people get pissed off about that. So, Chrissy, what's up, what's up with you? So, I'm in Newport, Rhode um, Island? Uh, no, uh, Newport, Minnesota. You oh, know, okay. Just south there of St. Paul. Sure. And um, I am on location at a restaurant called the North Pole. And we do this thing every month called Breakfast with Megs and Eggs, where either Megan or myself, we go live at some kind of restaurant around the state. So uh, this place looks awesome. I was just inside, wood paneling, a giant stuffed... Um, uh, polar bear right really? inside the front door. Yeah, like a, a hole filled with regulars. It, it looks awesome. So, yeah. So, I got to tell you, you've ruined my life because this morning I got up and I'm just kind of getting ready and all the rest of it. So I turn on the television. I put it on Channel 5 to see what new, because yeah. you're on at that time of the day. First person I see is Hannah. There she is doing the weather. Yep. Traffic. Traffic. Well, she was doing the weather. She was talking about weather, though. Maybe today. there's like the mix of it. Yeah, yeah. probably yeah, weather and traffic. Yeah. yeah. 
yeah. And she was doing talking about weather and yeah, thank you for weather and traffic. But what a pleasant person she is. She's very nice, very, very, very nice. Too nice, almost. Really? Yeah. Well, I, like I believe it. I believe. But I, mean, I don't think for. I mean, between Ken and I, you know, there's some uh, uh, conversations that come up during the commercial breaks. And sometimes I feel bad that, like, Hannah is in the room listening to it. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. I feel like we're tarnishing her. Um, but she's great. She's a good hang, too. So she's very nice. So I got to tell you, you know, just getting to know these people and you tune in TV and, and like, I've been listening to, on the way into work, I listened to to my talk, which is where, this, that's where you started, wasn't it, over there at Hubbard? Well, no, I started at... Uh, the station we were at, but I quit. No, no, no. I mean, when you went to Hubbard. Oh, yeah. I still work at my talk, where talk is fun. But I mean, is that where you went? Yeah. That's what I thought. Oh, yeah. It's so good. It's like gossip talk radio, and it's Lori and Julia are like the aunts I never wanted and now have. (laughs) Oh, I love them. So that's cool. But I tell you, Chris, honestly, I walking in that building again a couple of months ago or a month and a half ago, whatever it was. What an experience that was, because it's the exact same staircase that I walked up 51 years ago when I did my first show. And to be able to look back at that and go, my God, why did I ever get in this business? You know what I mean? <laughs> always goes oh. real positive, doesn't it, Tom? Yeah, it's very positive, always. You got, uh, Tom, I saw the I saw the picture that um, you guys sent out when you were up there in the executive office. And you were—you must have been—you were way up in one of the important offices because I could tell from the wood paneling in the background. Well, it was Ginny? It was well. You know whose office that was. The first time I was in it was her grandfather. Yeah. The original Stanley Hubbard, and you know why I was in his office, which is now her office. And I said I stood right here because his desk, her desk is on as you enter. It's right there in front of you. His desk, as you entered, was off to the right. He chose yep. a different corner, right? The reason I was up there is because he was mentioning that I should probably not do what I did because here I am, 19-year-old Tommy, running down the hall. I'm in a hurry. So instead of opening the door, I kicked it open, oh. hit, hit him right in the chest. Oh, my God. Oh. I hit the owner in the chest with a door. How do you have a career? <laughs> I know. How did I even have a career? So he Yikes. suggested in his office, that very office you're talking about, that I probably shouldn't do that again. Yeah. Probably pretty good <laughs> advice. <laughs> I have some wonderful Hubbard stories over there. My God. You know, it's so damn cool because I, I went just as uh, Machine Gun Kelly was leaving to go to KHJ in Los Angeles mm-hmm. is when I started. And then, uh, God, who was it that I replaced again? Because he, he ended up going to KQ from KSTP. God, who was it again? I got I'll remember. But, you know, what's so great about that. And, you know, talking to you and all the rest of it, just looking back, it's kind of like reconnecting with my whole career. It's very cool For in that sure. way. It really is cool in that way. I love that. Were you Catman then? Yes, named by Jim Chanel. Did I ever tell you the slogan he wanted me to use? I don't remember, no. Yeah, you don't uh, think I ever used it after you hear what it is. So Jim Chanel said, yeah, we should call you Cat." And by the way, first time I ever met Wolfman Jack, he walked into Studio A, 1500 KSTP, he opens the door. I look up, and there's Wolfman Jack, because he had come to see Chuck Knapp back then. You remember Knapp and Bush, of course, yep. Knapp, yeah. Knapp and Donuts later on KS95. <laughs> uh, the door opens. There's Wolfman Jack standing about 10 feet from me, and I'm on the air. 
So I said, ladies and gentlemen, a legendary man just walked into the room. Wolfman Jack. How you doing, Wolfman? He goes, I'm okay, Cat Man. You're stealing my act, but it's all right. <laughs> I was like, thanks, Wolfman. I really appreciate it. You're stealing my act, but it's all right. I'm okay with it. By the way, you know what he did right after that? A line of Coke. I wouldn't. <laughs> so I wouldn't doubt what it. What a shock! Yeah, that so what was your, what, about right. What was the sign-off that you had to do? Or what was the thing that he wanted you to say? He wanted me to say, oh, "God, Catman here, fifteen hundred KSTP with the Catman looking for some pussy." He wanted oh me to say that God. every night. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, no, I don't think so. Program- I'm knee deep in it. Jesus. <laughs> Program directors are the worst, aren't they? My they God. really are. It's un- nonstop. That is terrible. I said, yeah, I'll do that. Never did it. On the prowl. <laughs> on the cat man, on the prowl. <laughs> I listened back to some of that stuff when I used to go, like when I was at DGY and I would say the D for about, 50, 60 seconds. Oh, my God. Chris, have you heard it? If you have it, I'm uh, sending you yeah. it. God. Yeah, it- we, 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 pulled, we did a story about Tom um, <laughs> in December and pulled a bunch of the audio. Oh, and no. His, the audio clips are amazing. Like, that was my favorite part was going through all those archives and, and listening to You don't even – you do sound like the same person. Mm-hmm. I hear it in there, but it's – oh, my gosh, it's so great. I love it. The lung capacity on that D alone, that sounds yeah. terrible. But just yeah, – yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I couldn't do that. I, we should study oh, you. God. What a n- – I had a little more anger in me back in those days as a teenager in, in my 20s. I know it's hard to believe. It but still comes yeah. out. Don't worry. <laughs> do you remember the farmhouse? It was a place they used to send drug addicts to try to recover from their drug addictions. His P-H-A-R-M was called The Farmhouse. Oh. Yeah. What a great name. <laughs> it was a great name, absolutely. But WDGY had that big, huge antenna field, so all the guys from Farmhouse would come over and we played touch football <laughs> in the tower field. That's terrifying. <laughs> with a bunch of drug addict criminals. I mean, it was just, it reminded me at home. I oh, thought it was wonderful. Come. But no, honestly, God, I, but Chris, honestly, every time I come near that building, because I'm coming over this afternoon because I'm going to be on the mid, midday yeah. show. So just when I walk in that building, it just I'm reminded of how excited I was as an 18-year-old, 19-year-old kid. I was so excited to walk in that lobby. But it pisses me off. They took my, if I stand to the left of the K, I'm in Minneapolis, and to the right of it, I'm in St. Paul. Why'd they ever cover that up? I know. That was like the coolest thing. So for people who've never been there, there's like a, it was a lightning bolt, right, that went across yeah, the, I believe so. the, the floor, and Channel 5 is, half Minneapolis, half St. Paul. Mm-hmm. It's built right on the line. And so um, it's a KSTP. And yeah, you could step on one side over the other. They redid the whole lobby. Like yeah. it's like fancy now. And it was for security reasons, which I'm glad they did. Um, really? But yeah. Well, your fans just would overwhelm the place. Oh, listen, listen, <laughs> listen. Uh, <laughs> these are not, goes, listen. not, these are not exactly the the best of times for people being uh, um, all that kind to journalists. So, you yeah. Know, uh, so that's I was good with the security upgrade. That that was cool. No, I understand that one hundred percent. So I have to ask you a question about that whole deal. I mean, yeah. New York, they don't go after you, do they? Absolutely. 
Do they? Re- because local news doesn't do what the national news. National news is unwatchable now. I watched literally about a minute and five seconds, 35 seconds on CNN and 30 seconds on, on Fox. I, I just couldn't. All they do is talk about negative crap on those shows. It's all negative. Well, I think it's guilt by association. Oh, and so sure. I, I mean, I got a lot of, you know, a couple, really a couple years ago when things people were seeming to be even more angsty, like during COVID. And um, guy, I had one lady tweet me saying she she thinks I should cut my other leg off. Oh, my <laughs> God. Was that Catherine? Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my what, it was what? your wife. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Why did they want you to cut your other leg off? Because we weren't reporting the, the truth or the facts oh, or we, we were, you know, this, that, or whatever. And I, we've had all, I, we get messages about all journalists should, you know, die in the streets. And, you know, <laughs> it's kind of, we've had people show up there and, like, I know there was a couple, several years ago now, somebody was, like, piling up knives by one of the back doors or oh, something. Oh, my or God. Something. So yeah, I mean, uh, and and we'll randomly have people show up, you know, wanting to meet us. Oh and, sure, yep. Which may, may be fine in some instances, but I know in other instances it's not all that welcome. Yeah, let's not show. Actually, that used to happen back when the queue was at nine seventeen North Lilac Drive. People would show up in the lobby there all the time. Oh, I'm sure. And the only problem with that was it was nice because they were all there to be nice. The rest of it. But you better not have anything to do for the next two hours because you ain't leaving. <laughs> I'm telling you that. They just once they engaged, you were engaged. It was a very All sweet right. thing. I mean, they it, yeah yeah it came from a nice place. But it's like I gotta I gotta go. I gotta go cut a commercial that's ripping the piss out of something. I don't even remember what the hell. But yeah, I I do like that part of the business. You know, it, that part is really really nice. I think anyway. Um, well, that, we were out at Mystic. Twin Cities Live, the show you're going to be on later today. They had a live show remote out at Mystic Lake Casino last yesterday afternoon. Oh, okay. And there were everybody who was there was a Channel Five viewer. I mean, it was it's it's cool. I like meeting people and finding out where they're from, and you know, yada yeah. yada yada. So yep. I I thought I thought it was cool. I I lost forty bucks in the slots, unfortunately. Mm. That's all I, in about twenty seconds, but, that'll happen. Is, is Keith and, still running that sh- the show out there? Uh, at at, um, at Mystic. At, at Mystic Lake, yeah. Charlie, I know, a retired um, from running the running the outfit. Just a great guy. Matter I'm fact, not sure. I don't know if Keith's still in charge or not, but I always liked him too. Just a really nice man. The people at Mystic are very well. Actually, to tell you the truth, the casino people, whether it be Mystic Lake or it's you know. Or Ti. Oh, Ti is great. They're one yeah. very wonderful people. They used to go to Vegas with us every year. Yeah, Ti. Yeah. Treasure Island. Christ, they did those commercials for seven thousand years. It was terrific. Yeah, I'm sure I'll be doing them again one of these days. But um, so, how were things? Did you? I got to ask you a question. Yeah. Did you ever play golf at Mystic Lake? Because I only got to play a few holes once. But that that seemed like a very nice golf course. No, but I I have some friends who golf there, and it's super nice. I yeah. don't. I'm. I wouldn't. I wouldn't spend the money to golf there because I, I, it's too fancy for me. But um. <laughs> there you go. Well, that whole area, the wild across the street, is fantastic as well. Great, for golf sure. Course. Really for nice, for sure. And there's so houses and everything, you know, popping up all around there too. It's yep. a pretty desirable place to live. 
So, uh, so how'd the show go? So did, did you stay for the whole show yesterday? We were just there for part of it. We had like a, <laughs> weird, we had a cake decorating contest. Uh, at the casino? And, yeah, we got matched up with, it was just one little segment for Twin Cities Live. Oh, okay. We got matched up with a viewer and then um, we had to come up with a vacation scene and we'd had to decorate it in two minutes with a vacation scene. And uh, it was me, uh, Megan Newquist, my partner in the morning, and Paul Folzer, who anchors in the evening. None of us talked about what we were going to do. And in the two-minute period, we all did the same exact decoration on our cakes. The, it was a palm tree and a beach <laughs> and the sun in the corner and everything. Like, the orientation, every one of us had the palm tree on the left of the cake. They had the water on the right, the sand on the, on the left the sun in the upper right corner. Like we all three of us did the same thing, which was kind of crazy to me, but you know, one of the great, none of the, another one of my great memories of coming into the, the Hubbard building over there is, uh, every time I walk in there now and I, it's, I know it's been a hundred years and all the rest of it, but I walk in there and I expect to run into Ron majors. Yeah. <laughs> That's been a few years. Anymore. No, he's not there anymore. <laughs> <laughs> hey, he went to Chicago. What did WGN? Is that where he was? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought so. Yeah, God, I haven't talked to Paul in a long time. He used to play a lot of golf with Paul and Jeff Passolt and all those people. But yeah, Ron, I remember one time we used to have the the Hubbard football game, the touch football game, and I can't remember. We played the same people every year, but I don't remember who it was. And they actually had video of me catching a touchdown pass and running it into the end zone. And everybody on the set there at Channel 5 stopped talking, and Ron Majors goes, you know, looking at him, you'd never think he'd be able to do something like that. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was pretty funny, actually. Oh, what a backhanded compliment. <laughs> it is a backhanded compliment. But I will tell you, honestly, God, I, I, and I'll let it go after this, I promise, but uh, that building... You, you do realize what a great company that is. And it's not, you know, I don't work for the Hubbards. We're partners in this deal, so it's not like I work for them. But you do realize the atmosphere in that building is completely different than any other outlet. Oh, for sure. And I've worked at about six other TV stations yeah. over my career, too. And it's, it, it is different. And it's, uh, it is like a family. Uh, that's, there's no doubt about it. It is. There, I, I, and immediately, last night, where the hell were you last night? We were at the Park Tavern with everybody. A lot of Hubbard people came. You, of course, never showed because you don't I had Uncle to go Tony. to Mystic. I told Rudy. Otherwise, I would have been there. Uh, that's what you say. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Next time. Next time. Yeah, next time you take another job, Tom. <laughs> well, I'll get fired. Although they can't that. fire me. I meant, the, I meant the next time you're hosting people. Oh, that's what you meant. Yeah. I just realized something. This might be the only job I cannot be fired from because I don't work for anybody. We'll figure out a way. Right? Right? I, I might not get fired. Hmm. That'd be pretty good, you think? <laughs> I mean, yeah. shocking. I'm not saying I won't. I'm saying I might not. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Well, let's you know. see, huh? Let's see. I, honest to God, that's going to be so so weird to me. Um, so he does that show with Elizabeth, doesn't he? Uh, the, the, Lieber uh, does. Yeah. Ben, yeah. Ben Lieber. Yep. yep. And Elizabeth Reese, right? So look at that. What a memory. I know, and she's yeah. so talented. You know, the la- you know the last time that I was on that show? Hmm. You know why I was on the show? I'm scared. Because I stopped drinking. So they decided I'd have oh, me I on the show. That. Remember that? I yeah, remember I stopped, stopped yep. hitting, the, 
hitting was the that wine. Nine years ago or something? No, eleven years ago now. Oh, oh gosh, that long. Eleven years ago, but they were very, very pleasant about that. And Elizabeth kept looking at me like with this judgmental look on her face. I'm gonna bring that up to her on the air today. You are a monster. I'm you sure she was that, just normally looking at you. You got that judgmental look on your face here, Lizzie. <laughs> you stop it. You I'm gonna call her Lizzie. What do you think? I'm gonna I'm mortified. <laughs> I'm mortified. No, it'll be nice though, because I got I haven't been on TV in I, I think that probably 11 years ago was the last time, I would think. Well, you are going to get more compliments about your beautiful baby blue eyes. That's what's going to happen. So I had to cover them up with sunglasses just to, yeah. uh, you know, yeah. defer, divert the attention. You know, I, I can't take too much. No, it'll, yeah, be, well, it'll be great. Well, I hope it goes well. I'm sure it will. They're great. They're easy, to, they're yeah. easy people to talk to. So. They are indeed. Uh, anything really, really important to get to? I mean, we have talked about the fact Tom Sizemore is probably going to die sometime today, which is too bad because I always liked him. Yeah. Uh, that's unfortunate. What, what were the headlines on the news this morning? Well, it was kind of more of an um, offshoot of that thing we talked about yesterday with the, the St. Paul area churches trying to pull something together to get these factions of warring teenagers together at the yeah. table. And, yep. um, it sounds like that could come together, which is great. They're optimistic about that. Um, other story we had is, is an awful, terrible reminder about to not get out of your car when you're oh, in an accident. Oh. Some some uh, young people down in Burnsville last night slid into a median or something, and they got out of the car, oh. and they were standing on the side of the road. And uh, one of them, a couple of them, I think, got hit. It, it, it doesn't sound like a very good situation, but... It's so counterintuitive to stay in your car in a situation like that, but I've unfortunately seen it happen so many times. And I, I, I know I know people in the limb loss community um, who were just well intended out helping somebody change a tire on the side of the road. Yeah, and something somebody comes and they're not expecting you, and it's a bad deal. But other than that, we were mainly talking about uh, you know the, the weather today because that's what we talk about. So it's going about the weather. What are we going to get? Like an inch of snow again today, or something? Yeah, maybe, maybe, and it's later. It's after nine o'clock. Maybe an inch or two. So it doesn't sound like it's going to be much. You mean after nine o'clock a.m. or p.m.? P.m. Oh, p.m. So we're not going to get any yeah. snow during the day. No, no. It'll be tomorrow's tomorrow morning's commute will stink. Sounds like. But. Well, that's great. Yeah. How about yeah. how Good about thing they have the Tom Bernard podcast to listen to? Oh. Yeah, well, there you go. I like that take. That worked for me yeah. very, very well. Yeah. As a matter of fact, but... I hope you guys aren't offended. I should probably go. I'm getting uh, I'm getting side eye from no, no. Um, I understand. Side from restaurant. Yeah, I, I think they're worried I'm not going to be here. I'm sorry. I can't no, the time. go have a great breakfast. Tom, you want me to? Uh, uh, well, Brittany, will you be in the TV station today? Because I could bring some food back for you. Uh, I will not be, but you should definitely bring Tom some and make sure he behaves and maybe doesn't um, stare down Elizabeth Reese. <laughs> I, I would love to see that, actually. Um, <laughs> I'll be watching at 3 o'clock, Tom. Perfect. 3 o'clock today on Channel 5, Twin Cities Live. Yeah, I think it's going to be great. I think it was like 11 years the last time I was on television. That's I wild. Think. All right, Chris, have a great breakfast. Thanks for coming on. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Okay, guys. See you later. Thanks a lot, Chris Eggert, ladies and gentlemen, Channel 5 Eyewitness News all morning long. I, is he gone? He is, yeah. You can talk shit about I him. I really now. like him. Yeah. He's such so likable, it's annoying. I was trying to figure out, he was talking about eggs and mags. I was like, what rhymes with Chris in a breakfast menu?
piss. Could it be That'd like, be uh, yeah, could you get piss and Chris? You could have piss French toast sticks and Chris. Is there? That's true. Could you go Eggert? Do you go yogurt and Eggert? I mean, Eggert seems like the obvious, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Yogurt? Yeah. Ooh, Eggert. Oh, sunny, eggs, sunny eggs, side Eggert. Eggs and Eggert. Uh, yeah, yeah, like. So yeah. you just sunny figured that out, really? Yeah. Sunny side yeah, like as soon as you started talking, I was like, we have to go Eggert, right? No, like, no. I was trying to think of something else that's different because everybody goes egg. You don't want to yeah. be that guy who goes egg. Megs yeah. and eggs? Christ. He has to go egg. What, what marketing genius came up with this? We're radio people. We should be coming up with dazzling marketing headlines. I think, I mean, Eggert seems like the perfect name for a breakfast. That's, that's what a hack would say. And I am a hack. <laughs> I've relied on being a hack for a long time. Do you realize if Rudy ever misses a show, they're going to call us like Brit and Bar? Oh, no. Bar and Brit, Brit and Bar. Oh. What do you think? Oh. That's I'm, a terrible name. That's, a ter- that's what we got to just, it's Tom Bernard's show. I love that. Britnard? Britnard. Yeah, yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. That works for me. Yep. No question about it. Um they got a lot of this stuff going on with this SAG Awards deal. What What is the problem now? Seen, seen as Oscar bellwether, what the hell are they, what? Are I don't know what about? you're saying. I, do. I just read a headline. At SAG Awards, seen as Oscar's bellwether, one movie, one big. Oh, that everything, everywhere, all at once. Did you, have you seen that? No, so I started watching that right after I had Go-Go, and I had a lot of anxiety in general. Oh, yeah. It made me feel more anxious, but I really want to go back and watch it. Everyone says it's so good. Did you watch it? No, I've not watched it. I heard it's really good. Though. I did, too. What's it all about? So it's about, like, the multiverse, like, the idea of kind of, like, little things can change Everything. So there's this woman who's got a bunch of different realities going at the same time. And really? Yeah, like how Eek. if you cross the street here, what a difference in that your life could make if you didn't do this. And she's got these, you know, different things. And um, that was the extent of where I got before I was like, my anxiety cannot handle the effect that, like, I'm raising a child and everything matters and the, yeah. the impact you have, like the butterfly wings of it all. So I... Uh, I want to go back though. I I've heard it's just so good. Yeah, I got to give, give it a whirl. Oh, by the way, one thing I do have to mention because mm-hmm. I adore him, and I guess he pisses people off once in a while, but I just think he's a terrific actor. Sam Elliott accepts the award for outstanding performance by a male actor in the television movie, eighteen eighty three. I thought he was terrific in that. Did you guys watch that? He's not bad in anything. No, he's, he's not. He's not, great. I mean, he doesn't take a role. He doesn't kill. Yeah, between like. The Big Lebowski and Prancer. Loved him in both of them. Prancer? Is that a Christmas movie? Yeah, do you guys don't remember Prancer? No. I have no idea what you're talking no. about. Yeah, no, Prancer from the eight. That's like uh, 88, 89, the reindeer story when Prancer, like he gets separated from the rest of the reindeer and then ends up on Sam Elliott's farm and then Sam Elliott has to get him back to Santa. Oh, I thought Sam Elliott was one of the deer. No, yeah, he played the voice of the deer? No, he was actually the guy who owned the farm. Oh, okay. So yeah, his kid comes across this reindeer out in the woods and he brings him home and he's hiding him in his barn to try to get him back to Santa. Uh, Brittany, this is all up in your wheelhouse. No. How, how do you not remember Prancer? So I was three and I didn't have much choice I was three. in what we watched. But yeah, Prancer, I must have just missed this. Yeah, because this was like one of those residual Christmas movies that, that we watched. Every, all yeah, time. all the time. Yeah, that's funny you don't know it. Huh? They actually did so well, they made a Prancer Returns. Oh, God. Um, Jesus Christ, Santa's got to keep care of those but, goddamn reindeer. But Sam Elliott said, no, I'm too good for that. <laughs> and John Corbett stepped in to of take course. those, uh, oh. fill in those heavy shoes. Hilarious. Yeah. See, I just wanted to see a reindeer go. 
I'm thinking of going down the street later on getting something. Right. Just hearing that voice coming out of a cartoon reindeer yeah. would be phenomenal. Yeah. So was it cartoons or was it was it live action? Live action, yeah. Oh, it was, was live action, okay. yeah. Yep. Prancer, it's called. Yeah. I can't, it's Christmas. Big yeah. Christmas deal. I can't believe that. Yeah, We've this got, one under the radar for you guys. I've got two movies on my list from today now. This and then what was the other one I have written down? Uh, Deep True, Throat? No, True Romance. Or oh, True You'll love that. Our Deep Throat, that one as well. Deep Throat. <laughs> And then they stole that for what? Was that a Nixon era yeah, deal? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they stole the name Deep Throat. Oh, God. Like, did you probably didn't see the movie if you're using that name, huh? Yeah, not a thinking. great nickname to have. Uh, no, I would have to agree with you about that one, but uh, what the hell. So anything, okay, so you got True Romance. Yeah, yeah. Is there anything you'd recommend? That, like, do you have a favorite movie of all time? Goodfellas. It is a hell of a good movie. Oh, it's, it is. That's a hell of a good like movie. Like, that was one that we would watch whenever we didn't feel good. We had that on a VHS and, like, mm-hmm. we'd always throw it in. Me and my sister and my brother to this day, if, like, I'm feeling grumpy or sick, whatever, I want to watch Goodfellas. See, I watch The Godfather. Yeah. Same story. Same story. Well, you, Rudy, got one? Slapshot. You know what? That is a damn good movie. Yeah. And I don't even know anything about hockey. Yeah, Paul Newman. I mean, He's the Hanson Brothers. Yeah, Slapshot oh, is definitely right, up there. Brother. Yeah, no, Slapshot's up there. I always recommend to people that are looking for something that uh, just something they haven't seen yet. The Highwaymen. What is that? The Highwaymen has Woody Harrelson, Kevin Costner. It's the true story Ooh. about how the Highwaymen took down Bonnie and Clyde. Oh, I have seen that. Yeah. That's really good. Really yeah. good movie. Yep. Yeah, Zombieland's another one, too. Woody Harrelson, yeah. underrated movie that you should just uh, suggest to people, for sure. Zombieland is fun and oddly scary. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's kind of like Shaun of the Dead, where you go, this is supposed to be funny, oh, yeah. but yeah. I'm a little scared sure. as well. Yeah, yeah. Was that, didn't they say that Woody Harrelson's dad was one of the people that shot JFK? Oh, I don't. I guess I don't know that story. Yeah, I, You've never heard that? I'm no. scared to even Google that. I don't know what wormhole I'll enter. It was his dad or his uncle. I think it was his dad who was in prison, and then he got out of prison, and JFK got shot, so there was speculation that Woody Harrelson's dad was one of the people that shot. Because the grassy knoll part. You know, obviously, they, yeah, Lee yeah. Harvey Oswald was up in the building and all yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're still they're figuring out, yeah, who the grassy knoll guy. And they, some people think it was Woody Harrelson's dad. Oh, God. The like, conspiracy what? theories were. Do you remember how excited we were when True Detective came out? You oh, and yeah. I. It's a great movie. With, with our show, that was that, um, that uh, Woody Harrelson and Matthew McConaughey. We were both like, this is some of their best work. Yeah. We were both, we got ahead of that. That it one was, was we were great. like. That was, they were so, ta- that's another one where I say, if you're looking for a series, that is so good. Yeah. I would agree with you. Charles no Harrelson. Charles Harrelson. That's the that. name of the guy that, uh, Woody Harrelson's father, that they think. Yeah, so they actually JFK. do think he, he was involved? Yeah, it looks like, I mean, there's a, a couple articles that I had seen here. <laughs> Yeah, uh, looks like he was really trying, uh, trying hard with this one. I, I'm, obviously, there's a, a lengthy, uh, you know, article here. I don't need to get into, but yeah, it looks like uh, Woody Harrelson, his dad was definitely implicated as one of the gunmen from the grassy knoll. That I'll be is unbelievable. Huh, I never knew that story. Yeah, I don't know why. Well, that doesn't get out there. I don't even know how I know that story. <laughs> Maybe my dad was hanging out with Woody Harrelson's dad. Maybe. That's yeah, right. Uh-huh. That's that whole deal. You know this thing I did. But seriously, think about that. You're a young actor, and you have to get around the fact that your dad is suspected of shooting the president. (laughs) You're not going to get a lot of roles at first, I wouldn't think. I mean, maybe it was like before it was mainstream. I mean, I don't even know where you found this thing. Found what thing? Like this this conspiracy theory, like where that is from. 
I read once in a while. I know it's unusual. <laughs> I'm terrified of it. <laughs> Literate? Well, you should be in some oh. of it. You should be afraid of some of it because most of it's just not very good, unfortunately. But, yeah, I, I, apparently not a lot of people do know that that He's Woody Harrelson's dad was suspected of killing the president. That's, or one of the people. Man, not my, a great legacy. Yeah, my dad didn't kill any presidents. God, no, don't worry. Your dad sucks. still sounds like a real big douchebag. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah. No. Uh, Oh, well, that's a nice thing. That's to not say. shots fired. No. Yeah, no, we no. agree. No, yeah. I'm with you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he may have taken out like a lieutenant governor or something, but <laughs> something. that I don't know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We have to take a break. We'll be right back. God, hour three coming up already, man. Wild. I still love the fact that people go, wait a minute, you're doing a podcast? I said, yeah. And it's three hours long? I, I said, yeah, it's the live morning show. I said, I've never heard of that before. Has anybody ever done a live morning show podcast before? I, I mean, I have no idea. I don't know. I mean, not to this extent. I used to do my podcast live every single day, but it was yeah. only for 45 yeah. minutes. You know, I mean, obviously nowhere near the listenership that this one has. So, so far, yeah, it looks like, man, yeah. I, those numbers. And I, could, I know we got to get going here, but let me ask you a question. Because radio got to a point where you couldn't even trust the ratings anymore. It's like, yeah, whatever. I know, right? You know, blah, blah, blah. Are these numbers accurate? Yeah, they're pretty accurate. So it's all digital. Yep, all digital, yeah. So they got to be pretty accurate. Yeah, that's the one nice thing. You don't have to worry about somebody writing something down in a, on a piece of paper. Right. Yeah, right. That, like how they used to do it. You know, yeah. Oh, I listened from 6 a.m. to 10 a.m. Well, you really didn't. Yeah, you know? yeah. exactly. Yeah. So, Any, yeah. Anything you have yeah. self-selection as well is going to be problematic. The yeah. idea that you self-select in any survey, people, any statistics person would say, well, that's not yeah. anything. Yep. Self-selection is automatically saying this is not real. I know we got to go, but I just want to thank all the listeners, the thousands and thousands of listeners that did uh, jump on the on the uh, app and all the rest of it. And, of course, just going online about it and all the rest of it. And I, I really love the fact, and we'll go to break right after this, that thousands and thousands of you, if somebody says a bad word about the morning show, you guys go after them like a son of a bitch. I love that. <laughs> So thank you. Thank you for your service. We will be right back in next hour. John Taffer is going to join us promoting his new episodes of his hit show, Bar Rescue. Always like talking to John Taffer. He's a good guy. Uh, matter of fact, it hit TV just a couple of nights ago. It is at 9 o'clock Central Time. we got news. we got John Taffer coming up. we got Score North's Judd Zolgat, of course, in the 9 o'clock. Hour. A lot of stuff coming up the Tom Bernard Show. Well, just when you thought it couldn't get any better, Mike Lindell and MyPillar are launching MyPillow 2.0. When Mike invented MyPillow, it had everything you could ever want in a pillow. Now, nearly 20 years later, he discovered a new technology that makes MyPillow even better. The MyPillow 2.0 has the patented adjustable fill of the original MyPillow, and now with the brand new fabric that is made with a temperature-regulating thread. The MyPillow 2.0 is the softest, smoothest, and coolest pillow you'll ever own. Say goodbye to tossing and turning and flipping your pillow over in the middle of the night. And more great news on the MyPillow 2.0. Buy one, get one free offer with promo code TOM. MyPillow 2.0, with its temperature-regulating technology, is 100% made in the USA and comes with a 10-year warranty and a 60-day money-back guarantee. Just go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio podcast square to receive the MyPillow 2.0 buy one, get one free offer. Just when you thought MyPillow couldn't get any better, MyPillow 2.0 gives you the best pillow ever. Enter promo code TOM or call 800-516-5146 to get your MyPillow 2.0s now. By now, you know that sound. It's the sound of the Home Depot. But what about those sounds? Those are the sounds of a new Frigidaire kitchen suite, complete with the latest technology to keep food fresh, dishes clean, and cooking needs met for all families. 
making this the sound of savings on top brand appliances. The Home Depot, how doers get more done. Final days to get up to 25% off select appliances, including Frigidaire, ends March 1st. Offer valid February 9th through March 1st, 2023. U.S. only see store online for details. There are so many reasons to get hooked on Church's 8 piece shrimp meal. It's dippable, crunchable, downright irresistible, and it starts at $5.99. The only catch, it's only here for a limited time. Church's Texas Chicken, welcome to the great state of flavor. Text and work. Text and pretend to work. Text and act surprised when someone calls you out for not working. Who, me? Text and whatever, just don't text and drive. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council. Ray Maliazzi here for eBay Motors. So you ordered a new air filter for your car. You try to install it, but it doesn't fit. So you take a little bit off the sides. Well, still doesn't fit? Well, you could try to sit on it. Or just go to eBay Motors and get it right the first time. When you see the green check, you know that part's going to fit. Air filters, brakes, headlights, over 122 million parts. Get the right parts at the right prices. eBay Motors, let's ride. Mr. Clean, Mr. Clean. I hate the struggle of tough, greasy messes on my stovetop. So I just freak, wipe, and I'm done. When I'm frustrated with stubborn bathtub soap scum, I just freak, wipe, and I'm done. Mr. Clean Clean Freak delivers an innovative cleaning experience with a powerful deep cleaning mist that starts working on contact to break down tough messes in seconds. Just freak, wipe, done. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show Podcast. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. I just got back in the room because I ran into a listener. Look at you. Almost, I'm not kidding you, 70% of the people that stop me and say, hey, been listening to the show, I love the show, are women. Do women tend to jump on things before men do? I also, I have a theory with you. Hey, on, Britt, let me answer that first, okay? Actually, I'm just totally kidding. <laughs> yeah, there yeah, you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, go ahead. I have a theory <clears throat> that you are somebody that women feel more comfortable going up to than men. Yeah, why is that? That's weird. I think that's exactly what it is because they look, they have a different look on their face and everything. Why is that? I don't, I mean, as a woman, like, I don't know. I don't find you to be intimidating. No. But I've heard from many of colleagues that you are intimidating. Really? I mean, past colleagues. Or like people will be like, I'm nervous or this or that. And I, I've never felt that way. No, you never have. No. But maybe I don't know why that is. I think I think women are more inclined also to vocalize their opinions and feel more out of an interaction of letting. Like I have women reach out to me all the time that's saying, "Oh, I love that you did this. I love you that yeah. way more than I have men." I think that that's just maybe we're more patty on the back kind of feel. You think I should try to intimidate Ben Lieber today on the Stop. channel? Stop! You're giving me anxiety about giving you on Twin Cities Live. Like they are the nicest people down are they there. Really? Oh They're my very nice. god! They let you know how I do stuff with secondhand hounds, the rescue. Anytime we want to be on the show, they let us bring dogs or oh, an event. That is very nice. Ben Lieber has like two rescue Great Danes. Elizabeth Reese is a it's like a, tre- a national treasure. Um, a national treasure. She is so. <laughs> oh, she's getting that today. Talented. Oh, look who's here! A national treasure. 
It's going to be great. I cannot. It's going to be you magnificent. Just, just go in there knowing they already like you. You don't have to fight anybody. You don't, you don't know if they like me or I not. I know that they, they're, if you're on their show, they get a big say in it. Uh-huh. They already like you. Uh-huh. They don't want to fist fight you at any. Don't do the don't do the Troy move and kiss your fist. <laughs> get like, the Troy deal moving. Get yeah, that out of your system. Please do not go on Twin Cities Live and decide that you are going to fight them at any point. Can I just when when I'm sitting there listening to him introduce me? No. And then can I look over no. it and go, what the hell are you looking at? No. How great would that be? No. You get invited on your show and you start crabbing John. ass on them. What the I, hell you want? Oh, yeah. Would you, what do you want? What did you say? What? What? Say it again. Uh, we said, here's legendary radio host Tom Bernard. <laughs> That's what damage, I thought. Do some damage you won't walk away from. You hear me? No, at no point <laughs> do you have to fight anybody on Twin Cities Live. I'm going to make sure Dan calls you and reiterates this. At no point. But that's hilarious thinking that about it. That would be it. funny. Oh, I would die. Should I wear my sunglasses no. again to piss them off like I did 11 years ago? That would be kind of fun. Oh, I wouldn't mind that. Oh, my God. It all works out in the end, sister. That's all I know. Right? Yeah, with you. You're so funny. No, I was just so very, very nice just to be invited on there. I just don't do a lot of that stuff. But seriously, I, you people have been, one thing I will tell you, a lot more people recognize me because of those billboards, but you've been very, very nice. And so thank you for that. I, I do appreciate it. Because instead of coming up going, those billboards suck. <laughs> and um, I have a question. So, like, before the billboards era, mm-hmm. would this happen to you a lot where you would be talking and somebody would kind of turn around? You could tell. Yeah, once like, in a while, but not a lot. Not a lot? No. And nobody recognized me. Because I just stayed at the house. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I worked out of my house for 25 years, 27 yeah. years. So I just I didn't mix it up too much. You, oh, uh, sorry to interrupt you, but I, uh, over the weekend, I met a guy named Tim, golf instructor. And we were talking about the show. And he goes, Tom Bernard, he goes, I golfed with that guy in Arizona like 25 years ago. And he was telling me he was going to do a show from his house. And I was like, you're full of shit. There's no way. <laughs> there's no way they're going to let you broadcast from your house. He's like, I swear to God, mark my words. One day, That's true. I will broadcast from my house. And then, you know. Did for 27 years. Mm-hmm. It was magnificent. Yeah. Although I do, I really like coming in now because you get to a certain part of your life where it's like, I can't just sit around my house all the time. Yeah. You know? yeah. I think we all feel that after 2020. I have, I will go. I will get up and go anywhere. They offered many a times that I could broadcast from home. And I yeah. I like coming in and seeing everybody. Well, I, I like agree. I like the formalness of getting out of my house and like putting on a bra like I need that in my life for mental health. You know, one thing I am going to do on the show, I'm going to go, hey, by the way, Ginny Hubbard, you know, she's Ginny Morris now, but I, I still know her as Ginny Hubbard. You know that really nice TV you bought us? We never even turn it on. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. Boy, when the engineers were here, that thing was on no matter what. <laughs> no matter what. We have not what. turned it on since they left. <laughs> Is that, like, my job? Is that in my job description? Am I supposed to, like, turn on a TV at some point and water a plant? Uh, Once we get the video cameras rolling in here, though, we will definitely have to. Yeah. 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 Oh, that's true, yeah. Yeah, because they're coming in today to do, like, a fitting. They're supposed to deliver the furniture today sometime, Mm -hmm. too. Did you you hear the window? Hear the window? The window of the times they can deliver? Oh, no, I didn't, no. Sometimes. Sometime between 10 a.m. and 8 p.m. Oh, sure, Some yeah. of the 10-hour deal, so <laughs> yeah. you sit in your chair and wait. No, you sit on the floor because we don't have chairs. <laughs> yeah, we don't have yeah, chairs. Yeah. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Very good point, actually. It all works out in the end. But, no, they did a hell of a nice job. I will tell you, this, uh, this is studio. The family's been in for several years. And then the Hubbards came in and redid it, put a, 
Uh, Andy and Rudy have their own studio now, which is yeah. very, very impressive. And there's a big window. And But I had to tell Rudy, you know, when you're on the phone in there, if you talk loud enough, we can still hear yeah, you. Yeah, right. So you have to keep her down a little bit. Like, I've never liked you. Yeah, I you know. Get that kind of stuff going. We need to not know that. It's absolutely true. Uh, John Taffer is going to come on in about three, four minutes. Looking forward. He's a really good guest. You ever interviewed him? No, I, I don't think I've ever been on air with him. In what? What's he from? What? What's he's known a for? Bar Rescue. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. 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 He's really oh, he's guy. great on that. He's really good, no doubt. This was one of my favorite ads when I was a teenager because mm-hmm. it came on. I suppose a teenager, early twenties, whatever it was. Famous crying Indian ad is being retired. Anti-pollution spot from the nineteen seventies, been acquired by Native American group. I did. I loved this commercial back then because it was. I by far the earliest I ever saw an anti-pollution spot was that spot. Yeah, you're right. It was way ahead of its I mean, time. Like Fifty years ago. Well, is it true that like back in the day it was just pretty normal to just throw trash out the window of oh, your car? Oh, Christ! You would drive down 35W or 494 or whatever. There'd be crap all up and down in the grass, bags and cans and bottles, and yeah, people just throw stuff out the window. And it was just normal. Like, because yeah, if I see that weird. now. I go, holy cripes, that's that's an asshole right there. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. But like back then, that just happened. People just did it. That was just the thing. Just it's throw true. things out. That's wild. Since its debut in 1971, an anti-pollution ad showing a man in a Native American attire shed a single tear at the sight of smokestacks and litter taking over a once unblemished landscape. It's become an indelible piece of TV pop culture. It's been re- referenced over the decades. Since, on shows like The Simpsons and South Park, well, The Simpsons, I'm sure they took that real seriously. Uh, right, as they do all topics. Do you remember the three-eyed fish they caught? Or oh, yes. it was like five eyes or three? Three, his name was Blinky. 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 Yeah. Blinky. And that was the whole thing. They were like talking about the three-eyed fish and the pollution. Like, Did they keep that as a pet? I want to say they ate it. They oh, ate they, it. Oh, they yeah. ate it? Yeah. Mr. Burns ate it. Yeah. He wanted to show like there was nothing wrong with it, so he cut into it and took a bite. Yeah. 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 I that remember it vividly show. when they cut into I it. Love yeah. That show. Oh, and it had the three blinks. Oh, ish. I'd hate that. I, it was awkward. Um, to many Native Americans, a public service announcement has been a painful reminder of the enduring stereotypes they face. Well, the man's sad because of pollution, though. I, I don't remember there being stereotypes. I bet they really kind of probably, and who knows if they did it accurately. Uh, I'm sure the attire was maybe not. Maybe uh, who it was probably before they had people on set were saying that this is accurate or not. Yeah, Could but, you imagine what they were addressing him as? Like I, I bet it wasn't accurate to yeah, any. But I took it as yeah. you know we were here and then you guys came and looked. Now we have all this pollution. I took it to be very positive for Native Americans. Yeah, I didn't say anything negative about it at all. No, but in I'm fact, just, I love that commercial. Who knows about the accuracies of the outfit if it was more costumey? I guess. But it's what I, I'm saying. Like, I'm sure they could redo it in, in a more positive light. The nonprofit that originally commissioned the advertisement, Keep America Beautiful, had long been considered how to retire it, considering, excuse me, how to retire the ad, announced this week that it's doing so by transferring ownership of the rights to the National Congress of American Indians. Keep America Beautiful. Uh, wanted to be careful and deliberate about how we transition this iconic advertisement public service announcement to appropriate owners, said Noah Ullman, uh, spokesperson for the nonprofit. But, yeah, i, I got to be honest with you. I'm not Native American, so I don't really have a say in this, but I love that ad. I thought it was very, very positive and very touching. Well, that's good. I have a question. Um, did you – was it in the same round time that they did that Hands Across America thing? This might have been a little before that, but not not long. And was that something that you at all had like interest in, or did you 
participate at all? I didn't. I didn't that stuff. We I went on the, you know what you were talking about. I went on a cleanup cruise and picked up crap that everybody left behind. I did do that when I was a teenager and in my twenties and stuff. Okay. But uh, yeah, that was. We still have way too much trash on our streets and highways. It's, way too much. It's wild. I yeah, and you wonder like who feels that entitlement to just chuck things out the window. Yeah, yeah you're right. Yeah, I was at a uh, strip mall the other day. Some lady just opens up her driver's side door and throws out like three empty bags of McDonald's. And I just walked by and go, oh, no, let me get that for you. Exactly. And they just picked them all up right in front of her. And then shamed her, and then she got mad at me. <laughs> oh, because you decided to leave your it's shit your all over fault. the parking lot? It's my fault? It's yeah, no your dice. fault. Yeah. I had a similar incident. I was at um, a grocery store, and a lady took her cart and just put it in the empty uh, parking spot next to her. And so I was waiting for to park there. So I got out of my car, grabbed her card in front of her, and like put it away. And she got mad at me. Shame goes such a long ways, doesn't it? I know, oh, I'm when like, you shame people, oh, they get pissed about it. Uh, is he going to be a minute or two? It looks like he might be. Yeah. Okay, yeah. we should probably go to break. Then. Sure, we can do that. We'll yep, get the perfect. break out of the way. Yep, That'll sure. work out much better. Yeah. We'll be right back in a couple minutes. John Taffer is going to join us for Bar Rescue right after this. Now that Tommy B. has entered the 21st century, Tom has always said digital is the future. The guy's been podcasting for almost 11 years. Tom, Brittany, and Rudy want you to listen to the new show every morning. So here's how to do that. You got here. Maybe you're listening to the Tom Bernard stream now. Wow, there's got to be a better way to say that. Now that you're here, you can listen to us every morning from 6 to 10. But the easiest way to listen is to download the Tom Bernard Show app. It's this easy. Go to your app store, search Tom Bernard Show, download it, open it, push play. That's it. And through March 20th, you can get entered to win $1,000 on the app just by opening the app each day. It's that easy. The Tom Bernard Show app. It's free and it's in your app store. The Tom Bernard Show app. Download it now. Searching for fun ways to spend your tax return? Boats for cats. Oh, flotation devices for cats. Don't waste it all on something silly. Spend smarter with Straight Talk. Get our Silver Unlimited plan for $45 a month with unlimited high-speed data and with nationwide 5G. Plus get a Samsung A13 5G for only $99.88, down from $149. If you're looking to get the most out of your refund, your search ends here. Straight Talk Wireless, available at Walmart. 5G capable device required. Actual availability coverage and speed may vary. See latest terms and conditions at straighttalk.com. Hello there, my name is Seychelle, and what makes the Chick-fil-A chicken sandwich original to me is the punch of flavors that's unlike any other. You get the crispy tenderness of the chicken and that hint of sourness from the pickles. Ta-da! <laughs> hey, I'm Juan, and what makes the Chick-fil-A chicken sandwich original to me is you know you're going to get chicken that's crispy, golden, and juicy. This is the gold standard of chicken sandwiches. Order the original Chick-fil-A chicken sandwich on the Chick-fil-A app today. Real customers paid for their testimonials. Like any good agent, we're here for the open house, for the closing, for handing over keys. But because we're Realtors, we're here for so much more. Agents who are Realtors volunteer at nearly three times the national average. We're working to broaden access to credit, increase affordable housing supply, and ensure fair housing for all. And Realtors are bound by a code of ethics. We're here for it all. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. That's who we are. At Staples, school is always in session. 
And savings never take a holiday. Especially now, during Staples Teacher Palooza. You save big on everything for school, like 25% on classroom decor and stickers, up to 40% on brands like Post-it, Papermate, and Elmer's. Plus, two-ounce bottles of Purell hand sanitizer are just 49 cents. During Staples Teacher Palooza, teachers save big, and so do you with classroom deals for everybody. But deals end soon, so hurry to Staples today. Offers end 311. In-store only while supplies last. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Cleaning your fuel system can help your engine run better and improve gas mileage. Visit O'Reilly Auto Parts and pick up a bottle of Chevron Tecron fuel system cleaner. On sale now. Buy one, get one free. Plus, get two times O rewards points. Get more fuel saving tips from the professional parts people at your local O'Reilly Auto Parts or visit O'ReillyAuto.com. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. I'm Jenny, senior designer for Cleo and Wolf, and this is Behind the Designs with Boot Barn. Cleo and Wolf is a vintage-inspired, effortless collection with a country sensibility. Each design is thought out and crafted so that it becomes a special staple in her wardrobe. Even if it's just an article of clothing, there's so much meaning to that. In her most authentic, natural state is where her beauty and her confidence lives. Cleo and Wolf. Only at Boot Barn. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show Podcast. I still love the fact it sounds just like my mother. I think it's hilarious that Amy's voice and my mother's are pretty similar. Talented woman. Yeah. Hey, Tom, get out of bed. I have to go to work. Like, <laughs> yes, Mom. Are we good to go? We are. Yeah. John Taffer with us, ladies and gentlemen. New episodes of his hit show, Bar Rescue. A fresh batch of jaw-dropping episodes on Sundays beginning last Sunday, of course, 9 Central Time. Paramount Network. John, how are you? I'm good to be back. Well, it's great to have you back on. There's no question about that. I love it. I, You know what? It's interesting. Since they split it all up into the Peacock, this and the this, you know, the Paramount, Paramount yep. and Paramount Plus, I think it's much more, you know where everything is. I like the organization of that whole deal. You know what I mean? So do I. You know, I, the future of streaming is evident. You know, streaming is yes. the future. You know, streaming is, is going up. I believe last month for the first time ever, streaming beat regular TV in numbers. But yes. you're right. Everything is right there. You have your menu of what you like. You can save things, go back and watch it anytime you want. You can binge watch things. I agree. It's a great way to get your, get your TV. Well, and this morning show, as a matter of fact, the three-hour morning show is streamed the whole time. Uh, and people listen to it around the world now. It, it just streaming uh, what used to be radio, uh, now streaming. What the hell would you even call it? You can't call it radio because it's not radio. You can't. The streaming is still TV because it shows up on your TV. But uh, yeah, I, I tell you, John, I think things have really, really moved into a great uh, era where you want it. It's right there for you. Season eight continues. Veteran. I night- think you're a great example. I think you're a great example of that, Tom, with your app and your national presence and the way, you know, you've expanded your audience. You know, I think that you're a great example of that in radio. And it's wonderful that no matter where I am, I can open your app and listen to you. Uh, you can follow me all over the world now. You know, th- that was unthinkable just a few years ago, right? Are you trying to make me cry, John? Is that what you're trying to do? <laughs> That's very nice of you, man. No, no it's the truth. <laughs> it, it is. You know, you're, you, well, you got a great show. So, you well, know, thank you. To people who love you, that's a, an amazing thing to be able to do. But, you know, that's where technology is wonderful. And there's so much content yes. out there that you can have now, Tom. And it's great. We used to have to hope 
that, you know, something was on that we would enjoy. Now we know there's going to be something we can find that we'll enjoy. John, how did that whole deal with COVID and all that stuff, how did that work for you? Did you, was that, uh, got to be very, very difficult, I would imagine, taking some time off and all the rest of it. Did you do that? Oh, I did. It was, it was brutal. You know, we, we shut, yeah, we shut down production for about 15 months. I I pretty much stayed home and, and, you know, stayed safe. And, but from my home bar, I did eight billion media impressions (laughs) during COVID on news shows, radio shows. And it was, but you, you know, it's what you and I were just talking about because of technology today. Uh, You know, you, you can not only hear it anywhere, you can send it from anywhere. So, so I was very active in, you know, trying to stick up to the industry, trying to keep people aware of what was going on. And it was an active time for me, but it, it was all at home. You know, in those days, Tom, I put on a jacket, a tie, and I still was wearing yeah. shorts. <laughs> <laughs> I do remember that, yes. Uh, people didn't know it. <laughs> Whatever works, right? I mean, you were in the restaurant business, what, 34 yep. to 35 years, something like that, correct? Absolutely. And the bar business and, yeah. and the concert venue business. And I was a hotel general manager as well and a resort food and beverage director. So I had a very rich life in the industry and had an opportunity to do a great many things and worked in some wonderful places like the Troubadour in Hollywood and, sure. and some very famous venues over the years. John, it's, and it's a totally different deal with restaurants because, you know, if they shut down the bars, you can still drink at home and you know, all the rest of But going yep. to a restaurant... And again, the, the wine and uh, beer and alcohol consumption is part of that whole deal. But going to a restaurant is completely different than eating. I love eating at home, but in a different way, I love going to restaurants, bars, nightclubs. I love that. Well, because you're not going for the food. You're going for the social interaction. You're going for yeah. the environment. You're going for the energy. You know, and it's great. You sort of feel it in your gut a little, Tom. You know what I mean? It, 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 it connects with you. But, you know, the second public building ever built in America was a bar. The first was a church. <laughs> you know, that, that Tom, it's the truth. I love and, you know, that. It was all pubs back then. But state borders, you know, uh, the first corporations were formed in bars. I mean, bars are the fiber of our country, of our country and our communities yes. when they're yeah. done right. So, so you're exactly right. It's not about the beer or the drink in front of you. It's about the people around you that makes it special. You know what I love about that, John Taffern? I always love it when you're on the show because you leave me with a thought. Uh, of all, I grew up Catholic, so of course it's a Catholic church. Whether it was or not, doesn't matter. In my head, it's a Catholic church yeah. where all the priests are going across the street to go to the bar. I love that video right there in my head. It's the truth. <laughs> it's the truth. But you know, in those days, Tom, they they were called snugs. They put little walls between the tables, so the priest could be at one table and the town drunk was at the next table. <laughs> they didn't have to see each other. I did. What a but great everybody story. Everybody could come to the pub. Ah, I think it's magnificent. So you haven't a lot. I mean, it's great to have you back, John, to tell you the truth, be able to watch on TV, because I find that stuff so interesting, the way they do this, the way they run their bar. Maybe it's off a little bit. Don't serve your food that way. I mean, your your decades and decades and decades of experience, um, people, in general, do they go, well, John, you know more more about this than I do, or do do they fight back most of the time? How does that work? Well, they fight back, not most of the time, almost all, all the time. <laughs> exactly. I mean, you know, it's almost like I'm insulting their firstborn. Right. Not a business. 
and, and, and they and they don't quite separate it. So they get like un, uh, you know astonished that I'm throwing out a certain menu item or and I think something doesn't taste good or isn't good. But you know, it's about much more than a bar to me, Tom. Yeah. These people's houses are on the line. I mean, there's a spouse at home who's you know uh, uh, crying over their financial situation. There are kids who are wearing last year's sneakers because of all of this. So I see much more than a bar. I see a chance to rescue and help a family, help a partnership. Uh, uh, there's a lot on the table when these businesses are going down. Uh, it's, it's, it's very scary for them. So if I can turn that around and change their lives, uh, that's worth fighting for, Tom. No question. Hey, look, I, you and I and John have talked about this before. My entire life, my mother was a diner waitress for the 55, 60 years that she worked. And that whole, you left your house, you go over to the cafe where she's working, the little, there was always little, you know, coffee houses, cafes, that kind of deal. But, and you and I have talked about this before, that I used to sit in by the front door of this cafe or outside, or I'd go outside, and that when they'd come out, I'd go, hey, you didn't tip my mother. And they go, what? I said, you need to get back in there and tip my mother. My job literally was to make sure my mother got tipped. That's true. That's a true story. (laughs) You know what's interesting is, is, well, you're a good son, obviously. You know what's great is tips are up. Yeah. The the consumers understand today that employees, you know, a lot of employees aren't coming to work anymore, so let's reward the ones that are. You know, we're all sensitive to the fact that employees are in a difficult financial situation because of the pandemic and such. So generally speaking, across the industry, tips are up, Tom. And it speaks to how great America is. Yes. When things like that happen and we feel for each other and, you know, we change our behavior or we tip a little more in support of the premise of just supporting each other. That's, that's the best part of all of this. Uh, 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 are those sparks of goodness that comes out of a nightmare like the pandemic was. Well, and John, I'll tell you something. It's one of the reasons I've always loved watching you on TV because I think now more than ever with all that, and it's on both, it's CNN and it's Fox and it's all these other, all they ever talk about is how horrible people are. Well, that's not what you and I experience. Uh, you in the, in the, you know, the restaurant and bar industry and me in the radio and, and you know, that is, it, people... I love the fact that you're talking about the, hey, we can make something out of this. These are good people. I love hearing how good people are and not how horrible they are. I love that. Oh, and, you know, restaurants are teams. They work together. Just like a radio show like yours, you've got a team of people. You're fighting for each other and backing each other up and making sure each other is successful. And yep. What a wonderful premise all of that is. And I worry that people, you know, rather than doing things like that, are sitting home on their computer by themselves and earning their living that way without being around other people. And I think being around other people is very, very important. It is and for the me. restaurant industry is a great place to work for that reason, yeah. John, you got to come to town. I bet your mom. Oh, I ahead. bet your mom had many great friends from her years in the industry. My mother, she. I miss my mother today. She died in two thousand eight, and I miss her every single day. I do. She was a wonderful yeah, person. I get that. No question. John, come to town soon, that, man. Buddy. We got to go out and have dinner. We'll go. We'll go to Bar La Grasse and have dinner. It'd be wonderful. Uh, I'd love to, Tom. It's always great to talk to you, my friend. My pleasure, my friend. John Taffer, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, we ran over a little bit because he was a little late, but. Uh, that happens. I don't want to piss anybody off, but I, he is such a nice guy. And it does, I've got to be honest with you, it does um, feel really weird when it got, because I haven't talked to John now in probably three years, you know, ever since the, the pandemic and all that stuff. Yeah. 
but he remembers every damn time we've ever talked. He, what an amazing guy. He's so lovely. I love that he was talking about, yeah, this isn't just bars we're rescuing. We're rescuing families. And you talk about that all the time when people say this was uh, this this uh, crime didn't have a um, no, victimless crime. It's oh, like yeah. if it has to do with money, people are paying. And so There's the fact no doubt about it. that he's saving these bars with these families, that's just amazing. He's a lovely guy. You know, speaking of lovely guys, uh, there was a guy last night at uh, the Park Tavern, just uh, just the handsomest guy in the room, and and now I look up and there he is, sports dad. I love the fact that you have your sports dad sign. That works for me. Hope I can't hear him. Yeah, what is going on here today? Why is uh, we had Kristen on no problem, and all of a sudden our streamyard is not working? What is what happening the hell here? What's that all about? Yeah, weird. We all gotta right. talk. We gotta talk to Judge Zolgad. I mean, Absolutely. there's no question about. Yeah, I don't know. You were muted. The, the old picture. You were mute. Is there any way to? No, because he had that on his side. Oh, he, it was on his yeah, side. Yeah, and okay. then he turned himself off. So give me two seconds, and let me see if I can. Yeah, but uh, that means that two seconds I got to talk to Brittany. <laughs> it's gonna be horrible. I need attention. I need right more, now. I need more attention. No, I There's thought that no was question a, about it. He's so interesting. That, that John's John a great Tom, guy and so positive. And yeah, he him talking yep. about the streaming and and uh, your proof of of this working, and you've been for a while. So it's, it was a super. That was a great interview. Oh, he he's always a great interview, and he could not be a nicer guy. He knows what he's talking about too. He's passionate. Yeah, he's very passionate about it. That's right. And we he's both know sometimes passion can come off as aggressive, but I think he's just... Why are you pointing to me when you say aggressive? I pointed up. You pointed up. right I at I pointed me. up. Went, you know, it's not like aggressive a-holes that, you know... Sometimes, <laughs> once in a while, there could be somebody in this room, you or me, that can mistake passion as... Oh, is that what it is? ...a little over the top. God, we gotta, we're going to have to get Mike back in here because the, the mic's a... The microphones have not been working all that great for the guests this morning, unfortunately. I know. I don't know what's happening. We'll have to give at least Judd the very least to call in because I love their – I mean, I never thought I'd say this, but I love their sports report. Yes, yeah, they do a great job. Did I say sports right? Did I nail that one? You said sports. I'm just teasing. I act like I don't know sports. Well, you don't. You have no <laughs> idea what the hell you're talking about. I told you, though. You I, And I can't stop talking about it. You gotta watch Full Swing on Netflix. You know you're right. I do. You, you've been talking about it, and I do have to watch that show. That episode There's made no me. No question about it. Ball last night. Really? Yes. What that, happened? I, I I don't want to script the way. Oh, you so say, okay. So I should watch it. Tony uh, Finau or Finau? Finau, yeah. Finau. He travels with his family, and oh, he's five kids. You said. Yeah, yeah, five kids travels with them, and. He talks about, everybody asks, is it because, you know, you're not winning because you're distracted? And he's like, this is a distraction I want. I want to be happy. I want to be around my kids. I was bawling. He is my. That's cool. I can't wait to watch golf. I want to watch and I want him to win. I know all the personalities. What PGA was ingenious by starting this show. It's so good. Learning. Give it a word. What's, what channel is it on? Netflix. Oh, it's on Netflix. Okay. Yeah, like you have to watch it. You're going to just fall in love with it. We have two episodes left, and I just love Full Swing. How many episodes? I think there's eight in all. <clears throat> yeah, they do that a lot, six to eight episodes. That's a British deal. Yeah. All British shows are six episodes. They just love doing six episodes. And that's so wild. Do you remember back in the day, a sitcom would be like 20 episodes? Oh, 23, 24, <laughs> yeah. So wild to think about now. Well, and the, like the Twilight Zone, you go back all the way to the Twilight Zone. 
Uh, this was season three, episode 57. I'm like, what? You guys are doing too much. Jesus. Like, holy crap. That's a lot of episodes. I man. hope you got paid a lot for this package. Like, Honest that. to God. You guys are working your asses off to make that. Hey, Lamey. Lamey Daniels. Oh, God. She's not going to come in here. She's avoiding no, she can't. you. Yeah, she probably can't. Hear. I still don't understand why the, what the so the mics work and then they don't work and then they, I don't know. I don't know. You're but asking. It's a brand new. Uh, it's a brand new studio, so that's going to happen. Right? Yeah, there's a. Did well, you? We got to get. We got to get Judd on. We right? have to have right. Judd on. It's, it's a, a Tuesday. We got to have Judd on the show. Tuesday through Thursday, I need my Judd. <laughs> oh, Was that convincing? Was that Hell, cool? Yeah, he really sold that one. No I, doubt about that. But. I need my Judd fix. Uh, he's trying to. He's trying once again here on the situation. But I suppose if we can't get, it, can he just call in or something so we can at least get him on and yeah, we'll make Mike it happen. Come over and get it all fixed. We'll. We're gonna have to have him on some aspect. But yeah, um, another show I was telling you about that you that's coming back soon um, in March here is season three of uh, Ted Lasso. What? Lamey. Lamey Daniels. What do you think? It's, so it's, do you have any idea why the audio's not working? We're working on it. Well, I kind of assumed you would be, but I, I, we, I mean, like I said, you got to have Judd on. That's all there is to it. How can you do a show without Judd being on it? We're on it. We're on it, man. Now I can't call you Lamey if you're on it, though. If you're sitting around I mean, on your ass. Sorry, I ruined your mocking. Right? <laughs> it was a pretty lazy attack. Lamey. Lamey Daniel. Well, hey, when I was a kid, you did get a nickname. Oh, yeah. There's no doubt about that. What was your nickname? You want to really know? I do. There was a Texaco commercial that had a guy dressed up in a Texaco. Uh, Texaco used to be gas stations. There's still some in Florida. I don't know if we have any Texacos here anymore. I don't think so, but I've seen them we when we've traveled. And when you travel, you can see them. Oh, now Lamey Stabber staring into the into the camera. Um, I want your nickname. About? I want your kid oh, nickname. nickname. Okay, so this guy would do commercials. And back in those days, when a car would pull into a gas station, they'd run over this little hose and would go doing, doing, mm-hmm. like that, right? Well, then it turned out after about the third commercial, we found out the gas station attendant's name was Barney, oh. which was my nickname because of Barnard. They yeah. called me Barney. But then, of course, they had to throw in... And they went from Barney, my nickname became Doing Doing. <laughs> I literally would go over to Andy Fisher's house and his sisters, Barbara and Susan. Doing Doing, what have you been up to? I mean, he called me Doing Doing for about two years. That humbles you. Oh, yeah, being called Doing Doing, yeah. Yeah, by older sisters as you yeah. walk into a room. Well, even his mother did oh, it. Oh, yeah. What's up, Doing Doing? That was a family, by the way. Now, this is another reason why I could never go along with this, oh, America sucks more than everybody, blah, 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 blah. When my father was hauled off in a straitjacket, mm-hmm. the neighborhood people, the Little Rents, the Fishers, the Lundines, the O'Briens, the Berman, uh, uh, I mean, the Burnham family, they were great to me. All those families stepped up. Now, do you think in other countries all of those families would have stepped up and watched the kid whose father was no longer around? I mean, I, I have no idea, but I'll tell you that's very relatable. My that's mom... Very sweet. My mom, lived, she was raising us alone in Stillwater, and we I had about four different families that, you know, there was another single mom down the street, um, Ellen, and we would go around to there was houses constantly and everyone yeah. fed everybody and you it was wonderful it was awesome it was such a and oh yeah it was like such a unique time i just 
That's like a big part of why when we got the dogs, we had the choice of getting like a normal fence or invisible fence. Mm-hmm. And I thought to myself, you know, I want the kind of neighborhood that kids can run in and out of my yard. Yeah. And that's yeah. why we did the invisible fence. And like to this day, kids come in and out of our yard and pet our dogs. And, and you go... put the collar on them and they run back out and <laughs> shock the piss out of them. Is that what you do? <laughs> no, I put that on Justin. <laughs> yeah, there you go. But there yeah. you go. But like, I, I love that. I love. Yeah, I do too. I love and I like, I will go and meet parents so they know that like, I am a person your kid can come in my yard and all that stuff like i hate this kind of idea that like get off you know you don't want certain like kids ruining something it's like what is a yard for but not just for everybody to no, run through I agree. like what a fun well, neighborhood harman killigrew on the kq morning show he said one thing i loved about my mother is that my mother would go the boys are out there in the grass and they're messing the grass up they're tearing it up and his father said honey we're not raising grass. We're raising kids. Oh, my How God. Sw- what a great thing to say. I love that because my husband is yep. secretly obsessed with grass, of course, because, <laughs> okay, he, well. you know, he's like a Midwest guy that that's his hobby and the whatever. Yeah. I love that. We're not raising grass. We're raising kids. boys or kids. raising kids. That's so I'm going to use that. I loved Harmon Killebrew. What a nice man. One of the greatest home run hitters of all time. Just the nicest man you'd ever want to meet. Don't you love that? I love that. I believe Boise, Idaho, if I remember remember correctly. I know he's from Idaho, but I don't know if it was Boise or not. But could not ask for a nicer man. How you doing in there, Pally? Judd, you ever meet uh, Harmon Killebrew? Uh, A few times. One of the, as Tom said, one of the classiest, nicest people, especially for an athlete. As Tom and I have talked about, athletes aren't necessarily uh, ordinarily the greatest people. Uh, Killebrew was among the nicest people. Forget athletes I ever met. Ever. Judd? Judd, I'm really. I told you not to drink so much. The reason we're on the phone instead of on the microphone is because Judd got hammered last night, and he just doesn't. He looks all disheveled, so we couldn't have him on. We had to have him call in. I couldn't help myself, Tom. The beer was too good. <laughs> I just couldn't help myself. I'm sorry. Hey, by the way, yes, is sir. grass not the most? Is grass not the most overrated thing among the things yes. that men especially fixate on? <laughs> I suggested to my wife years ago, I said, let's just find some good artificial turf and install it so we never have to mow it and don't have to worry about it. But, I mean, I will say this. We as a species, Tom, men, obsess about some of the weirdest things that I don't understand, and grass is among them. I, Judd, I am first off in love with what you just said. Second, I once was researching clover as an alternative to grass oh, because yeah. the time and energy we put into our that my husband is like we got to do this we got to do that when it's just what are we doing here and of course the whole neighborhood is like don't you dare do that um but it's just i'm with you a thousand percent thank you i uh ladies and gentlemen our special guest this morning well he's not a guest he's part of the show so i can't really call him a guest this is true score north judd zolgad of course uh, phil was there last night uh, I think it's really interesting that you, Judd, and Phil got together and hired a producer who's 11 years old. I think that was a great move. Declan perpetually will look, and and it's both good and bad, right? Because he doesn't <laughs> gain weight. People oh. that don't gain weight drive me crazy. His metabolism, the guy is 30. He looks like he's probably, what, 14 or 15? 14 or 15. And he never, and, and he never gains a pound. <laughs> That little prick. That's all I have to say. Exactly. Thank you. Yeah. Declan's a great guy, though. Very, very pleasant man. Kid. (laughs) I almost said kid. I know you did. I almost said kid. I want to kick you, man. (laughs) 
kid's, <laughs> kid's fine. You know what? For guys especially, I call a lot of guys. I mean, I'm 50-plus now, 53. I call a lot of people kid. I never yeah. feel bad about it. Um, Judd, is there a special time you need to be out? Because I know we got in late, and I don't want to you know, push your, your window here. I appreciate that. So nope. what, what time I'm do you need here. to be out? Uh, 10 o'clock, not till 10 o'clock. Oh, okay, good. So we got you till 55, then we go to... The break at fifty-five. Yeah. We got you another fifteen minutes, man. We didn't. We're not going to oh. miss a thing. That's a lot of Zolgad right there. Guys. Yeah. It's a lot of Zolgad. I've said it many That's times. A lot of Zolgad. I don't know if anyone wants that much. But <laughs> and only four. For and only fourteen of those minutes are going to be about Declan and how skinny he is. He is skinny. There's no getting You're around thin it. Too. Christ, I watch. Be careful. I watch. Careful, that, Rudy. You're thin too. Well, I watched that kid literally like throw down two foot long subs from Subway one day. I'm like, <laughs> do you have a goddamn tapeworm? What the hell is the matter with no, you? It's not fair. <laughs> Jesus. It's not fair in the least. You know what's so great about that, though, uh, Judd? Because it's the first time I met you and Phil in person. We've talked on the air, obviously, a lot of times. Yeah. And I don't know if you heard, you got, got a chance to hear John Taffer. He was on just before you from Bar Rescue. Yes. He, he's yes. talking about how much he loves the fact that he can listen to the show around the world now. He's traveling around the world listening to the show. I love that. Tom, you, you would be amazed. So so our, our Viking show... Uh, does great, does absolutely yeah. fantastic, and yep. and we do a post game show on Sundays in which we bring people into into the room on Streamyard, uh, and it's basically like the old time call in shows, but it's face to face. You would be amazed at the amount of people, displaced Minnesotans and Vikings fans, yeah, who who don't even know what the media landscape is in this town, the traditional one, yeah, and who and who are huge fans of our show because. We are the only source or the source for them, and it's almost like being at home. And so I'm sure with a lot of folks who have, you know, tuned in to your show for years and years, it's going to be the same exact thing. It's like they don't have to move in some ways. It's fantastic. Yeah, I mean, it's a a three-hour live show that's broadcast. Well, it's not really broadcast. It's sent out all over the world. What can you call it other than... Well, I suppose even though it's a digital signal, you're still broadcasting, aren't yeah, you? Yeah, totally. I guess. It's stream, right? Yeah, stream. It's a stream. Broad streaming? I think streaming. Yeah. I think streaming. I think your show is just streamed. I think that's the most generic yeah. but correct word to use. It all works out. But i got to be honest with you, honest to God, Judd. It was so nice to meet everybody last night. Seventy-some people there, not one prick in the bunch, which was really nice. You usually got one guy drinks too much in the total a-hole, but it didn't happen. <laughs> You know what uh, I'm talking about. You're right. Oh, God. oh, are you kidding? Are you kidding? Now, I would say <laughs> let, let's have about two or three of those just to make sure, like it's like like that last night wasn't a fortunate good night. But, uh, yes, it's a company at which there are a lot of people who have good intentions and who want the company to win. Yes. And that is probably not true. That is probably not true of some companies, especially ones that are bigger and have um, a corporate office, let's say, in Chicago or something like that. Or are deeply in debt and are going to go under in the next 36 months. Yeah, that's also very true. <laughs> so let's, that's all, yeah. <laughs> I'm telling that's you that. That's also correct. It is unfortunate. But, no, I, I just I wanted you to know it was so great to stand there talking to you guys and then met Declan. And then it, it was just I went from, from group to group, person to person to person to make sure that I got a chance to speak to everybody. It was just such a wonderful night. We, uh, I thought Park Tavern did a great job, but just talking to you and Phil and Declan and talking about this, that, and we were laughing and just having a great time. That was wonderful. Yeah, it, it was great. And look, I, I think everyone, I think I can speak for 
Uh, certainly Score Norris and the company, when I say that everyone is excited by this and to have you on board, I, I mean, you are, to go back to what we talked about last Tuesday, you are a legend in this town, in this oh. business, and so it is very, very cool. It really is. Oh, hey, look at the time. We got to go. No, um, no, it's, it's very, very nice of you to say that. Now, let me ask you a question, because Brittany brought this up earlier this morning. And I th- think she was trying to insult me, but it didn't work because mm-hmm. I wasn't insulted. When I, I met all of you last night for the very first time, right? Right. I don't seem threatening when I walk up to people, do I? No, I See? would say the opposite. Actually. See, no, there you're talking. I told uh, first off, Judd. First I, off, yeah. you're meeting a very, very much so happy Tom Bernard, and I'm not saying I, there's ever been reason for people to be threatened by you, but not threatened, but like intimidated. But it's happened in the past for sure. I'm a sweetheart. Like with other people in the business? Like, but are, are we talking about with, with, with people that don't know Tom at all and, like, expect him to still be be his, you know, show persona? Exactly. That's weird. Yeah, but that's not, but that's not really fair because... That's, I'm not saying it's, it's fair. Him, but, <laughs> well, I would say the room last night, I, I would say that there were very few people in the room last night who were in the business in some way, shape, or form. Yeah. I would be intimidated. No, Daddy, and you're right. You're right. And actually, like, I'm glad people, like, I'm absolutely the person I know people meet and love. I love that. But we were talking about, like, he goes, well, a lot of women come up to me and tell me I like this show. And I go, well, I can see women coming up to you a lot more easily than men. I know I have an easier time. Yeah. You know, I just think that, I think in general, women are, like, first off, more vocal about when they like something. And B, yes. less intimidated by a... A guy that's got any sort of reputation. I just thought I think, it was great. I think men, um, let's say 35 plus, are much more hesitant yeah. to reach out Thank and you. talk to you. Yeah. Like, I walk by, I'll, I'll be at a game and I'll walk by guys at times and I can tell they're staring at me and they know who right, I am. Right. They don't say hi. Now, I will say this I think the younger generation of guys. Is more is more inclined to come up and say hi or hey I like your show yeah um, but you know I think that I don't know if it's a pride factor or just uh, or what but I think that there is definitely a male aversion to to stopping you and saying hi yeah and I don't know because they don't like you intimidated or they just don't think they should do it yeah or too cool feeling of like I'm a grown man I shouldn't fangirl over that this or fanboy right. over this person kind of well and one thing I would say for the guys under 35 the reason they're so friendly is because they're not worn out from working so anyway we're <laughs> I just love the fact these guys Real under 35 cute. don't want to get a job. It's like, how are we going to get by, Bill? No, no, that's <laughs> none of this is true. We love our under 35. Yes, I, we do. I was just Stick kidding. with us. Yeah, don't, yeah, exactly, Tom. Don't make them mad. They're incredibly important to us all. Yeah, they are. There's no question. Well, they can take a joke, I hope. Yeah, they can. Yeah. I'm hoping. Well, and they've they also, to your point, they've also got time to listen or watch us, and we like that. We like that a if lot. You're have time. We like that. You know what's so funny about that, Judd? And this is true. We started the family podcast going on our 11th year now, and at first it was we got a nice response from from the KQ listeners, all the rest of it. But now, man, you put a podcast up with this pod, thousands of people respond immediately. It's amazing. Oh, it's great! It's great. I I transitioned from newspapers 
radio and podcasts, mm-hmm. and I'm going to tell you right now, as far as like the immediate feedback and and all of that, podcasts are just great because you know. In our previous lives, we always sort of did things, and then we'd have to sit back for it to be consumed, right? Or yes, or to yes, find out, yep. or to be reacted to. And I think this is just fantastic because it gives because if people agree, or in a lot of cases, especially with sports, disagree, it's immediate. And I think that's the most fun that from our jobs you could possibly have. You know, and we talked about this last night, and we're standing there face to face. The fact that that you, uh, the three of you. You know, Phil, obviously. And has Declan been with you the whole time? Since we started the podcast, end of things, yes. Yeah, I thought so. So the three yep, of you, yeah. Sandin, we're, we're just talking about that. And, and uh, you know, you got all these great things that you guys got going. And Joe Souchere stepped up. Uh, he's been on uh, streaming now for, what, like four or five years, is he not? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, so you guys took a lot of steps forward, took a lot of chances and all the rest of it. I actually begged my last joint to do the exact same thing, and they just wouldn't do it. They had no interest in doing that whatsoever. Uh, and that's the difference between, I guess, being a Hubbard and being, you know, an investor. Once you get too many investors yep. involved, it changes everything completely. <laughs> well, it does. That is so perfect. No, I'm, I was just, I laughed because it's perfectly put. But it just amazed me. But so you guys, uh, and uh, how long have you been with the Hubbards now? I started uh, at what was then 1500 ESPN in 2011. God. So I was on a radio show with with uh, well three different three different people through the years, including about the last eight with Phil. Um, but I mean, we also were doing a uh, uh, for the last few years a four hour show from nine to one. Yeah, you were telling that me that. Yeah, that is that is pulling teeth for content. Like this, this is why I love this. <laughs> you don't like, say. All this stuff is spontaneous. <laughs> yeah, it is it's very so, true. It's so much more fun. No, it is no question. But I, I, I am so grateful, and I'm very serious about this. I'm not making it up. Every damn person I met there last night, because my daughter and her kids and her husband were there, my son, his wife, and their their son were there. Everybody was just very pleasant. Everybody had a great time. Nobody complained about any. It was very, very nice. So, God, we we got to do that stuff more often because just it made your heart feel glad just to hear people go, "Man, I haven't missed a minute." Uh, this, that, and the other thing. It was wonderful, no question. Awesome. Nope. I, and I agree completely. Anytime that you feel like going to get a beer at Park Tavern or Bunnies. You just call me, I'll be there for you. I love that, by the way. He throws in bunnies over there. Is, mm. cra- is Crazy still a, a bartender over at Bunny? Um, no, I think, no, I don't think he is. Oh, no. he's not? No. See, no. I haven't been, I haven't no. been there Mike all. Tice's guy is gone. And Mike... the Tice sign is gone, too. Oh, is it really? Uh, yes, the Tice sign, somebody, <laughs> it disappeared shortly after Tice left. I have been told Tice does not have it, and I think the whereabouts are unknown. I would love to have that sign. What would it say? It's it was a sign in the parking lot that was basically akin to like a handicap or reserve sign that said "reserved for head coach Mike Dyke." <laughs> and it was let's just say this: it was a prime parking spot. Funny, God, that bunny's and it's old location now. It's a, and I really like the new location. That used to be a uh, an anchor inn. Are you old enough to remember Anchor Inn? Is that what it was? Yes. I guess it was a steakhouse, right? I guess it was a steakhouse before they moved in as well because that old Excelsior Boulevard strip, Tom, mm-hmm. was such a great, you know, the classic 
bunnies, oh. um, like four or five bars, and they're all gone now. And I'm sorry, I know it's it's new and improved, but it's got the character of uh, paint drying now. It used to be great. No, I, it did. It was a great. I still love the area, but it, you're right. The classic car company. My favorite memory of the classic car company is you know who Bobby Darren. Remember Bobby Darren? Are you guys too younger to know who Bobby Darren is? I I know who Bobby Darren. Okay, is. well the singer, very very handsome guy. He was on a TV show about something to do with a time tunnel or something. I think it was yep. called the Time Tunnel. But I was taking him around town so when I worked at Capitol Records because he put out a new record, and we're driving by. He goes, "What's the classic car company?" I said. Oh, you want to go in there? We go in there, and they're having a wet T-shirt contest. That's how long ago that was. Oh, God. So that's a long time ago. This guy who looked to be about 80 years old comes up on stage with a woman who was hefty. Let me just put it that way. I thought you were going to say is also 80 years old. I'm like, this is my kind of joint. Yeah, there you go. No, she was much younger, but he literally leans in, and he had a few, Judd, I'm here to tell you. He leans in the microphone, and he goes, it's time for the contest to start, and here's your effing winner. And he pulls her shirt off. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Bobby Darren looks at me like, where in the hell are we? What is? It's like, what? Oh, my God. (laughs) Not great. Yeah, you know what, Tom? Tom, that was back in the days, probably. My guess is when we weren't too upset that most of the clientele from the classic got in their cars and drove home. Oh, yes, they did, man. I, you didn't want to be in that crowd either. little no. alcohol consumption going on, if you know what I mean. You know that? Well, you're right. Excelsior Boulevard back in those days with all those places. God, that was fun. No doubt but, about it. Because yeah, you know what? Bars with character are fun. Yeah, they are. No How question. many bars are left? I, I mean, that, that's why we're actually fortunate here to have a few. But how many, I mean, if you go back to the, you know, Back in the day, the bars that had character and hence characters, and now what they've become, mm-hmm. it's no fun. Well, I'll tell you, I get together and have uh, have lunch with uh, several Minneapolis cops once in a while, I suppose a few times a year, and we always go to Maslax, baby. <laughs> That's where oh, we meet beautiful. up. God, That's I st- awesome. I still love that place, too. That line's around the block to get that beef sandwich cooking. Do they even do the, beef, the Maslax beef sandwich anymore? That I don't know. I don't either. I, but boy, when Stan used to. I hope so too. When Stan, you stand behind that, and he would dish up every sandwich. Man, that was a what a treat that was. But I do remember one time a guy standing in line swore, and Stan yeah. Maslack heard him. Um, he he wasn't around to have his sandwich. Stan wasn't putting up with any f bombs in his bar. I will tell you that. That was what I, you know, honestly, God, Judd, you just brought some, some great memories back, whether it's bunnies or classic car or Maslax or what I got. Wasn't it fun to be in your 20s getting lit up? It was fantastic. Oh, Still do it. I do. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Mm-hmm. Uh, closure. I miss it. I do too. It's a whole different, and you know, it's a lot safer. I'm, I'm hoping that. Because a lot of people sure did drive drunk back in those days. Yeah. Man. 494. 494, the strip. I, I was growing up then, okay? So mm-hmm. I, I was I was a youth. But, you know, I started to go to Twins and Vikings games at the at the end of the 70s, 78 or so. Yeah. And I just remember, I, I remember as a kid he- hearing about the 494 strip 
and Maximilians, and you had Lincoln Dell, and, oh, and you had the Rocky Scupper, and you know the amount of North Stars and Vikings and Twins players who probably navigated their way home with a fan base. What was the bar that you, they always threw peanut shells on the floor? There was a restaurant and a bar. It was kind of down by Maximilians across the highway. What oh, the, yeah. What the um, hell was that called again? It was a chain. It was, it was a chain. It was a chain at the time. Yeah, yep. You're talking about like Bennigan's oh. or something? Was the, no, 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 Bennigan's, no, but it was like that. Okay. Oh, man, my memory is I think. There are probably folks yelling it right now. Absolutely. <laughs> you're probably right. I actually went, I, I actually found, uh, when, when I was a kid, I forced my mom on the last day of the hockey season to take me to the bar that you're talking about in Bloomington to watch a Blues-Blackhawks game, which was going to decide if the North Stars got in the playoffs. Because they had, like, one of the few satellites. God, unbelievable. Yes, that was my use. Oh, God, it was a wonderful thing. <laughs> Hanging well, out with your mom watching blues games? Man, you really did tie one on back then, Judd. You know, my mom was the greatest. She'd take me to stuff. But, yeah, so we sat there in a peanut bar watching the blues Blackhawks on a Sunday to see if the North Stars would get in the playoffs. Okay, I know we got to go one last memory. My, yeah. my mother had never been there. So Toots goes, Tommy. I heard you're going to some function tonight over at that bar. I wish I could remember the name. Are you talking about Calisoda Cafe? What is it? Calisoda? That's what I'm seeing here. There's a couple of them. Yeah. Okay. No. All right. God, it was something like that, though. Uh, It looks like Jimmy Kramer's. I don't think I've ever heard of that place. No. No, no, no. No, Hold on a second here. I'm going to quickly (laughs) Google peanut bars. Defunct peanut bars in Minneapolis and see, okay? okay. I'll tell, my, shot here. I'll tell yeah. my quick story while you're bringing it up. So yep. we, my go mother ahead. wanted to go over there. So we show up, and Tommy Kramer is there because there's a function going on. And I walk over, and I go, Tommy. He goes, hey, Tommy, how you doing? I said, not too bad. I, I've always thought the world of Tommy Kramer. He's a great guy. But I walk over, and I said, he goes, who's this with you? I said, that's my mother. He goes, it's your mother? I said, yeah. Her name is Toots, and she loves you. Tommy Kramer walks over, picks her up, and holds her up over his head and goes, I love you, toots. Oh, my God. <laughs> I will that's never awful. forget that. It was wonderful. Oh, that's, Williams, that's really cool. Williams Uptown? That's not it, is no, it? No, Williams on the ground, other side. Ground Round. Was it the Ground, the ground Round? Oh, yeah. <laughs> ground round. Yeah, because I'm seeing something here about Eddie Webster's, and it's in the same spot Eddie that Webster's. Eddie Webster's. That's it's exactly in the same, yeah, it's in the same spot that was uh, Steak and Ale was in, which I believe oh. is actually going back to that original spot. Oh, yeah, really? It's still there. They're opening it up again, yeah. I, it's still there, and I saw it. I did see some people working on it yeah, on yeah. 494 there. That's awesome. God, what Great a world. Great well, great. Look at that. Now oh, we've fun. solved all the world's problems. Done. Yeah. Yes. Everybody can go home. Judd, thank you for uh, putting up with this uh, little bump in the road here. You did no a great worries. job. And I will talk to you soon, Pally. Awesome. Judd's all good, ladies and gentlemen. Score North along with Phil. Phil doing a great job. And Declan, of course, their seven-year-old producer. Mm-hmm. That, uh, that anchor bar you were talking about, is that any relation to the anchor bar that's in Northeast? Anchor in. Anchor in. I did probably maybe anchor. yeah maybe because yeah. there there is an anchor in Northeast that I don't know if you've ever been to it but I don't think I have I've been to Grumpy's and never got beaten up so yeah you you it's the same vicinity like about yeah. a block and a yeah. half away from there yeah, yeah. I, I still love the fact that there's a there's a restaurant over there and I go to it once in a while because the people are nicest they serve hot Dago sandwiches sure says absolutely. it right on the bill oh they God. say Dago I'm like really isn't that uh, Rusty's or something isn't that what it is uh, Dusty's Dusty's there you yeah, go yeah Dusty's yeah, Dusties, yeah. <laughs>
hot dago sandwich. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, man. Yeah. All right, that's gonna do it, man. This show. I tell you one thing. This show is three hours long, but it flies by. Absolutely. At least for me, it does. I just. I guess it's all the phenomenal people that are on it with me. I would say so, but <laughs> I didn't want to say it. it. Didn't want to say it. Talent to spare. Oh, God, I got to go home. We'll talk to you tomorrow. <laughs> Thanks Bye. a lot. Hello, I'm Brad Huckle, President and Chief Lending Officer at North American Banking Company. And I'm Mike Bilski, CEO at North American Banking Company, Bradley's partner. As a locally owned and operated community bank, we work with a lot of multi-generational, family-owned businesses. Take Raymond Auto Body of St. Paul, for example. Four generations of the Slomkowski family having successfully run the business. When they were ready to expand, we helped them acquire a new building, allowing them to service more vehicles in their state-of-the-art shop. We've also helped them set up the next generation of owners, keeping the business and family for years to come. Tom here. If you want a family business like me or any business, you should be banking with Brad and Mike over at North American Banking Company. I know them and trust them with my banking. Every time I deal with them or their team, I know I'm working with experienced professional bankers. Sounds like we really won you over, Tommy. Well, let's not get crazy, Brad. Seriously. Why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience member, FDIC, and equal housing lender? Well, just when you thought it couldn't get any better, Mike Lindell and MyPillow are launching MyPillow 2.0. When Mike invented MyPillow, it had everything you could ever want in a pillow. Now, nearly 20 years later, he discovered a new technology that makes MyPillow even better. The MyPillow 2.0 has the patented adjustable fill of the original MyPillow, and now with the brand new fabric that is made with a temperature-regulating thread. The MyPillow 2.0 is the softest, smoothest, and coolest pillow you'll ever own. Say goodbye to tossing and turning and flipping your pillow over in the middle of the night. And more great news on the MyPillow 2.0. Buy one, get one free offer with promo code TOM. MyPillow 2.0, with its temperature-regulating technology, is 100% made in the USA and comes with a 10-year warranty and a 60-day money-back guarantee. Just go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio podcast square to receive the MyPillow 2.0 buy one, get one free offer. Just when you thought MyPillow couldn't get any better, MyPillow 2.0 gives you the best pillow ever. Enter promo code TOM or call 800-516-5146 to get your MyPillow 2.0s now. Hi, this is Drew Barrymore. Do you know what my idea of the perfect night is? First, make a bunch of complicated plans and then cancel all those plans. Instead, spend the night streaming movies and TV shows on Pluto TV for free, including my show. There are tons of live channels and even more on demand. Free to stream all you want on Pluto TV and never pay a thing. Stream now, pay never. Pluto TV. Get in zone, AutoZone. Welcome to AutoZone. What are you working on today? Ah, thinking about gas mileage. You know, changing your oil with a full synthetic oil like Pennzoil Platinum can help your engine get more miles. Right now, you can get five quarts with an STP Extended Life oil filter for only $37.99. Get started on your next job today with the parts you need when you need them at AutoZone or AutoZone.com. Get in zone, AutoZone. Restrictions apply. Thanks for listening to the Tom Bernard Morning Show live stream. Did you miss something? Go to podcasts and listen anytime you want. Get the live stream or the podcast at TomBernardShow.com or on the Tom Bernard Show app in your app store.